This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, January 29th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia's police commissioner is defending her department and the city's response to days of widespread protests against police brutality last summer in the wake of the police killing of George Floyd. Commissioner Danielle Outlaw held a news conference Thursday to answer answer harsh criticism of her direct decision-making issues in a report on the protest response. Conducted by two independent firms and released by the city's controller's office on Wednesday, the report prompted the editorial board of the city's largest newspaper to call for Outlaw's resignation. Outlaw says she will not resign, and the mayor did not ask her to step down. Critics and protesters denounced the city's use of tear gas and other less-than-lethal munitions during at least three incidents. There was simply not a blueprint for what our city faced this summer, Outlaw said. Did I lead this department last year? Absolutely, and some, she continued to say. No police commissioner has ever had to deal with what we dealt with this past year, she said. But police have dealt with large civil unrest in the past. There was the Mardi Gras riot on South Street in 2001. In 2008, Phillies fans took over the streets, and then 10 years later, fans descended on Center City after the Super Bowl win. None of those incidents required the use of tear tear gas to control the crowd. Police instead used other tactics. If grape nuts is your cereal of choice and you're having a hard time finding it, that's because there's now a shortage. Supply chain constraints and higher demand for cereal led to shortage uh, shortages of the product, said Kristen DeRock, the Grape Nuts brand manager. Uh, she said in an email statement, Grape Nuts should be fully back on the shelves in the spring, she said. I'm beginning to think that if you want free advertising, you say that there's a shortage yeah, of your yeah, product. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, you, you notice this? Yeah. I mean, is anything environmentally suggesting a foreboding Grape nut shortage? Yeah. I know, right? I did see um, the Clorox sanitizing wipes on Target's shelf yesterday. I was happy to see that. Kathy, like, oh, they're finally back. It's toilet paper city everywhere I go now. Yeah, so, You're okay on toilet paper? Yeah, yep. it's loony. Uh, so those sales of cereal in general were struggling for years. They've grown during the pandemic as customers are eating breakfast at home uh, and they reach for comfort foods as well. From 2015 to 2019, the U.S. ready-to-eat cereal market dipped between 1% and 2% each year, according to data. Um, from 2019 to two, uh, 2020, the market grew nearly 20% to about $10.6 billion. The grape nut shortage comes as demand for consumer goods pu- has put a strain on supply chains leading to shortages. The cereal has been around since 1897 when it was developed by founder C.W. Post himself. It's made of wheat and barley, but no grape or nuts. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, I was never a massive <laughs> fan of grape nuts. No, I don't think I, I'm not yeah. sure if I ever had it. Um, yeah, so it's not made of grapes or nuts. Uh, Post also makes honey bunches of oats. That I have had. Pebbles and the Raisin Bran cereal, among other cereals. Grape nuts are really, really crunchy, but they also turn to absolute mush. Do like, they? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I eat what is probably a comparable breakfast, the, the Kashi stuff. Oh, that's yeah. good stuff. Which man. I love. Do you go chocolate, peanut butter? Uh, I Choc- haven't done the... Uh, yeah. Wait, Kashi, so, isn't that like a... It's supposed to be a healthier cereal? It is. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they have chocolate. chocolate. I the cinnamon. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't sound healthy. Right. It is, yeah, I eat the marshmallows and Twizzlers. Yeah. Chocolate and donuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A candy bar. I mm-hmm. ate a lot of those when I was training for the Olympics. First. Mm-hmm. But it is, I mean, relatively, I mean, compared to Cocoa Pebbles, yes, yeah. their chocolate cereal is, is very healthy. But if you combine the chocolate with the peanut butter, you got yourself damn good cereal. You got a Reese's right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
A Phoenix fire crew used a ladder truck to visit a hospitalized co-worker. Dan Volko, a 20-year-old veteran of the Phoenix Fire Department in Arizona, was recently hospitalized with COVID-19. He was exposed to the virus while on the job, and it turned severe. Volko says that his spirits were lifted recently when his co-workers used a ladder truck to drop by his window. Uh, he is now out of the hospital and recovering from the virus at home, and he says that he expects to be back on the job very soon. In sports this morning... The Flyers beat the Devils again last night in New yeah, Jersey, winning nice. three to one. They scored a pair. Of- I was waiting for it. Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> they scored a pair of early third period goals on their way to their second win of the week. Nate Prosser scored a goal in his first NHL game since January of 2000. January of 2019 with Minnesota. He signed with the Flyers as a free agent in July of 2019, but had not yet appeared in a game uh, for the team. In addition to his goal, he blocked three shots in 13 minutes of ice time. Cool. Carter Hart ended up with 31 saves and taking the win. The Flyers are back home tomorrow night with a game against the New York Islanders, and the puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock. The first place 76ers will be on the road tonight with a game in Minnesota against the Timberwolves. Tip-off is scheduled for 8 o'clock. And in a heartfelt letter to the city of Philadelphia, Deuce Staley said goodbye. He wrote in part, I want to thank all of you for welcoming me and allowing me to be part of your family for seven years as a player and 11 years as a coach. Playing for and working for the Philadelphia Eagles and our fans has been the honor of my lifetime. I still remember, like it was yesterday, getting drafted and coming here in 1997 and playing for Ray Rhodes and then Andy Reid. My first few years were tough in the win-loss column, but I knew we were on the verge of building something special. Sure enough, the first game of the 2000 season, the Pickle Juice game, brought a win over our divisional rival Cowboys and kicked off the start of a successful couple decades that only a couple of teams have been able to match in the entire National Football League. And that's what I have for you this morning. The Pickle Juice game. Yeah, I, remember I remember that. that. We yeah. drank it on air. We did. We yeah. tried making little pickle smoothie type things. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> uh, good morning. Welcome to the end of the week. We have stuff to do today. We have a Word of the Week prize giveaway, some vodka. Vodka, vodka from stateside. We got a whole case of it that we'll give away along with some rocks glasses. That's at the end of the program. But in between now and then, two opportunities to win five hundred bucks. And of course, that's no sad dough. That continues eight a.m. Your first shot at it. Don't miss it. We're also going to have a guest on the program today, Mr. Bill Clement. He recently retired uh, from uh, the NHL. From yes. um, you know doing his. Um, uh, color commentary, and uh, he's now chilling out, lives in North Carolina, and uh, we've had some moments with uh, Bill over the years, so we'll talk to him, see how he's doing, where his head is at, and what he's got planned for retirement, so we'll talk to him around 9 o'clock. Uh, we also have our friends from Godshall's Turkey Bacon. <laughs> so they will uh, have some giveaways uh, that we will spread throughout the morning, uh, your opportunity to grab some stuff. So those things and more are taking place We'll come back in just a moment. We'll do that entertainment report thing and a stupid question. It was a legend, unfortunately, passed away. We're having to say that too often I these days. don't like this. We'll come back in a moment and get some of the details for you when we return. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Steven's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24-karat gold dipped 
Twinkle, twinkle rose is here. Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sunset when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Stephen's exclusive Twinkle, Twinkle Rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Stephen's famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm going to be clearing my throat a lot during this. I apologize. All right, so we're going to do the stupid question. Uh, Give away a digital download copy of the powerful martial arts film Born a Champion. Question I have for you is this. Poseidon, the god of the sea, also god of storms, earthquakes, and which animals? 215263WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that, all right? Poseidon is the god of the sea, storms, earthquakes, and which animals? Call now with the answer, and we'll go through some birthdays. We've got a lot of birthdays on uh, January 29th. And we'll start with the big ones. Oprah's birthday today. Oprah is uh, 67 years old. Ah, what's her status? Is She's got to be in the top. I assume she's still in the top 10 wealthiest women in the country, right? I'm if guessing. not the world. I'm guessing. I don't know about the world. Way up there? Way up How's her there. network doing? I don't know about her net work, but her net worth is $2.5 billion. Mm. Well, that's good. That's and all right. It should be good for the rest of the year, then. The yeah. magazine is either going away or went away? It's away. Okay. I, I think they I think they, they wrapped up. Uh, and her net work does okay, right? Wasn't it purchased or... She, I don't know. All, yeah. Honestly, everything that does happened she... after the show wrapped up, I mean, she's obviously still making money, and she, she produces things and all that, but I, it's obviously not as... <laughs> In your face as it used to be when she was on every day. Yeah, and you yep. don't see her. As no. Much. Yeah. I'm hoping to see her in Cape May this summer sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's yeah. where she and Sedman go, right? Yeah. Down the shore, yeah. They, uh, go, so, uh, they go deep sea fishing. She's 67. Edward Burns, the actor and screenwriter and director, is 53. Always liked today. him. Yeah, I liked him too, but his, his kind of more high profile stuff fizzled out. Yeah. I mean, he still works, but, you know, I mean, he was he was working his way up to be a movie star. He was in yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Man, he was damn good in it. He was excellent in that. You think he sounds like Dennis, Kathy? I think he sounds yeah. a lot like Dennis. Oh, really? Yeah, just a little bit that mild raspiness in his voice. Uh, Dennis kind of, and uh, I don't know. It's uh, He just reminds me of Dennis. Oh, I know funny. it doesn't look anything like him, but there's something about him that reminds <laughs> me of him. Uh, Edward's 53. Sarah Gilbert, uh, who played uh, Darlene on Roseanne, of course. So she's now one of the uh, executive producers of the show. Oh, is she? She's the one that was responsible for the reboot. Yeah. Uh, So she's doing well. She's 46 today. Heather Graham has a birthday. Uh, You remember from great movies like Boogie Nights. Yes. Or Austin Powers. She was in that. (laughs) Uh, The Spy Who Shagged Me, that one. And also recently, she popped up in uh, The Stand. She had a a role in that. I'll always think of her as this... uh the scene with the uh, brownies in her mouth, Preston, where she's freaking out. And, yes, uh, from yes. anger management. Anger. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. What am I, pig? <laughs> <laughs> she's in this. She's in a bikini and yeah. she's eating brownies, and it's all over her teeth and her mouth. It's a really funny scene. Uh, she's fifty-one today. Greg Luganis, U.S. Oh. Olympic gold medal winning diver. Dude, he. Was my idol. Oh, me too. In I'm, the eighties, I could jump off the him. high dive. He had, Kath. You remember the Sammies, right? Yeah. A Sammy is a chamois, but is a, it is a a brand. But a chamois of, is of a sh- meal. <laughs> it is a brand of chamois. I could never find the chamois that he had. It was a white chamois with kind of like <laughs> balloons on it. I was like, God, I, 
I, I need the Greg Luganis campy so oh, bad. I, I did the, like, so when he would finish and he would use that, uh-huh. he would squeeze out the water and uh-huh. then throw it on the ground. And yeah. I, so I would do the same That'd thing be your, your before routine. I went for my dive. You'd, yep. you'd wipe yeah. your hands off, your legs off, throw it on the ground. Well, he was he was that guy. He was like the Michael Phelps of his time in, in the world of diving. He was just unstoppable. He was unbelievable. He was, dude, he smashed his head yeah, on the diving that. board and he came back in. On the platform. No, it was a diving. It was a three-meter. It was not a platform. He would have been knocked out cold. But anyway, he won the gold medal after, after he hit his head. It, so I, I read his book, and um, that hit Casey. He was bleeding, and he knew that he was HIV positive at the time. Uh-huh. And he talks, oh, wow. yeah. yeah, he talks about that, and nobody around him. I think maybe his coach knew somebody, one other person, but like the two of them knew, and the people you know treating him didn't, and they were all there without gloves and uh, you know trying. To, yeah. That's not good. Yeah. He wow. talks about it in this book. Uh, Greg Luganis is 61 today. Tom Selleck celebrates birthday today. Another great diver. Magnum P.I. <laughs> three men and a baby. Uh, Blue Buds. Bloods is what he uh, currently is on. <laughs> and that show's doing re- very well. That's yeah. one of those shows that just stays on. Yeah. You don't really know anyone to watch, it's is like it? like Criminal Minds <laughs> yeah. and NCIS. <laughs> and, and they just... Oh, Blue Bloods. Of course. My mom watches Blue Bloods. She uh, It's like appointment television yeah. for her. You know, she probably going. likes her pressure because of the... Uh, and Casey, because at the end of each episode, they sit down like to a family dinner. Oh, really? Yeah, that's part of the... Uh, right, maybe uh, that's yeah, yeah. what it is. My mom's got some really weird programming choices. Uh, Blue Bloods. <laughs> Uh, pump rules? No. No. American oh my Ninja gosh. Warrior? What is it? American Ninja Warrior? No. no. But okay. she really wanted to watch the Conor McGregor fight. And I was like, what? Because she watches like Father Brown. She on... loves Guns N' Roses and Conor McGregor. Right. That's... But Father Brown, Dr. Blake Mysteries. Does, uh... she like, does she like Shark Tank? No. Really? No, she watches a lot of PBS. Movie. All right. Yeah. Okay. And these... these... Why well, does this sound like weird choices? Father Brown and... Uh... I don't know. Have you ever heard of Fa- Father I Brown? Have. Father Brown is a detective, by the yeah. way. Preston. Yeah, Tom, oh, so you yeah, know? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Was it Tom Bosley? There was a Father Dowd. No, I that's Father, Father Dowling. Yeah, no, 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 no. Father Brown saying. is a British yeah. um, show. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. It was a ripoff. But clearly. it is. Oh, it, it is a ripoff. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Tom Selleck is seventy six. <laughs> Marissa, you needed to jump in. Uh, I just laughed out loud because Casey said his mom. My mom watches Blue Bloods. Like, okay. Those are the people who watch it, but she watches it because Tom Selleck is her guy. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Selleck was the, he was a Marlboro man for a while, and, and yeah. I know a number of women who had that, that advertisement and poster. Uh, let's see, actress Catherine Ross, Steve, you know her. Gorgeous, uh, Stepford Wives, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kids. The Graduate. Kid, uh, I should say, was kid, like, yeah. a, like a, an after-school special. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids. Yeah, they're so wonderful. So this guy, <laughs> Butch Cassidy, it was his class. Yeah, his and they, class. they put on a show. Uh-huh. It was great. They had a summer camp. It was Butch Cassidy's. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> I didn't know she's uh, married to Sam Elliott. Uh, yeah. And she's yeah. 81 years old today. Wow. Uh, Nicholas Turturro. Um, I did not know that, first of all, I, I, I know this guy, but I didn't know his name was Nicholas Turturro and that he's cousin or brother of John Turturro, yeah. cousin of uh, Ada Turturro. But uh, he's on NYPD Blue. He was in the movie World Trade Center. And uh, he does some um, Adam Sandler stuff. Yes. And uh, he's I good. He's really good. Chuck and Larry yeah, and, yeah. and a few right, other I gotta things. I got to see his picture. You I'll... would know him immediately. In I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. He was a guy that was like, I'm a 10. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember him? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he is 59. Uh, Amy Stewart, who brought us the disco song, Knock on Wood. Um, that's a guilty pleasure. That was right? a cover, right? I love that song. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's a cover of like a, like an early '60s song. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I, Preston, I'm right with you. I dig that song. The chicken yep. uh, roadhouse sings that, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. Correct. Yep. Right. Uh, so she's 65. I thought she'd be bigger. And then the, 
<laughs> the last birthday is Adam Lambert, who oh. now fronts the band Queen uh, and does a bang-up job of it. Uh, I like his approach. I, he is not trying to do a... Yeah, Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Mercury Cup. He can't do that. Yeah, uh, but uh, and he's actually in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. He's the uh, the trucker that goes into the uh, the bathroom. Yeah, so yeah, they're, gives, they're yeah. like at a truck stop, yeah. and uh, and Freddie sees him, and uh, yeah, they uh, they hop off for a little tryst in the bathroom. Uh, he is thirty nine today. All right, we'll see if uh, we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, Poseidon is the god of the sea, storms. Earthquakes and which animals? Two one five two six three WMMR. I'm going to go to Michael for the answer. Hey, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Michael. Poseidon, the god of sea, storms, earthquakes, and what animal? Horses. Horses. Yes. Seahorses. You're correct. Not seahorses, but he is seahorses forever. Uh, he is actually the the god of horses. I was not aware of that. Uh, so Michael got it right, and we are going to set you up with a digital download of the powerful martial arts film Born Champion, starring Sean Patrick Flannery, uh, also Katrina Bowden, and Dennis Quaid. Once in a lifetime opportunity, knocks twice. Experience the inspirational film for the love of family and the drive uh, for greatness and the willingness to never forget uh, to never give up without a fight. And it's in select theaters on digital and on demand now. Rated R. From Lionsgate. Got a bunch of stories. We'll kind of ease into it a little bit because there's definitely a heavy one in here. Uh, Nick Cannon is getting another shot at a daytime talk show. The Mass Singer sh- host uh, show was set to premiere last September <clears throat> but was put on ice after comments he made on a podcast about the ancient history of black people and Jews were condemned as uh, anti-Semitic. Uh, he said, it's been a long-time dream of mine to host my own daytime talk show and that I'm able to do this in New York City, bringing daytime television back to the place that has fostered generations of talent is very special to me. Uh, he said, with this show, we'll be uniting all aspects of entertainment in a unique way in the very place where a lot of what we know today as our culture as our culture started. I couldn't ask for better partners than uh, Debmar Mercury and Fox and thank them for supporting me in this endeavor. Uh, so the unique way is going to be like every other way that's a daytime talk show? Exactly. <laughs> Cannon had apologized about to learn more about history after the comments were criticized uh, that I had mentioned earlier. The uproar cost him a deal with MTV to produce and host Wild and Out and his syndicated radio show. Uh, he has spent time meeting with rabbis and Jewish leaders. In September, uh, he started hosting his syndicated radio program again and is expected to reach a deal on Wild and Out. And uh-huh. he will, uh, Nick Cannon, by the way, the show will uh, bow in the fall on Fox. Any word if the turban is going to figure prominently in the talk show? There or is he going to no lose that? mention of any turban right. at all. He is turban-less for the Mass Singer. So then I'm guessing he probably won't wear it on all the right. show. On Thursday's Good Morning America, talk show host Robin Roberts, uh, George Stephanopoulos, and Amy Robach had confirmed that their fellow host Michael Strahan has tested positive for coronavirus and is currently self-quarantining. Stephanopoulos received, uh, expressed Strahan's thanks to GMA viewers for their concern, but affirmed that the NFL Hall of Famer is feeling well and looking forward to being back here shortly. Uh, previously, Stephanopoulos had tested positive for coronavirus back in April. He was asymptomatic. Right. Uh, after speaking with Strahan on Wednesday, Robach joked that uh, she'd like for him to hurry back so she can set her alarm clock back an hour. Here's the sad news of the day. Hollywood icon Cicely Tyson has passed away at age 96. Uh, Tyson's manager had confirmed that the Emmy and Tony Award-winning actress died yesterday. Um, and Tyson, by the way, just 
released her memoir called Just As I Am on January 26th of this week. She had just uh, had an interview with Gail King, I think, about three days ago. Yeah. Which has yet to air. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. She had told Bustle why she decided to release her memoir at 96, saying, People wanted to know all about my personal life, and I said, well, that has nothing to do with my acting. My personal life allows me to bring some kind of contribution to my career life. Yeah, Uh, You have to have something feeding you. If you do not allow yourself to be fed by life, then you have uh, nothing to give an audience. The characters that you read about come from a human life. So I, I, re- I remember her, Preston, got, so I became familiar with her with one of my favorite movies of all time, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. She's in that. That is a fantastic movie. Did you ever see the movie Sounder? No, I didn't. Another great one. I mean, she had a steady stream of phenomenal performances, but the one that really resonated, you know, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. That was the first thing I remember yeah. her from as a kid. It was, yeah. it was pretty damn powerful. It was amazing. It, it was a TV show. Uh, she was also a part of Roots, uh, which had to have been in and around that time frame as well. Roots came years. after, but yeah, I would yeah. say within a few years. Yeah. Uh, she also was in uh, King, the Martin Luther King story, When No One Would Listen, A Woman Called Moses. Uh, she was in the movie The Help and most recently How to Get Away with Murder. She was the final competition against Stallone and Over the Top. No, she was not. No. <laughs> I could have sworn it was a... a, a am, I, am I misremembering that? I think you're misremembering that. Is it? Was it... It's not blood sport. No. Uh, no, no. Uh, so throughout her career, Tyson refused to play roles like drug addicts, prostitutes, uh, maids, except for in The Help, and any roles that she thought was demeaning to black women. Uh, back in 2013, she told the AP, I'm very selective as I've been... Uh, I've I've been my whole career about what I do. I think it's been I've made my whole career about what I do. Unfortunately, I'm not the kind of person who works only for money. It has to have some real substance for me to do it. And that's why if you look at her IMDb, I mean, did a lot of work, but it's not an incredible amount. She's very right. selective. Uh, she's in a movie that I really uh, love, Preston. You remember the movie Bustin' Loose? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a good movie. Uh, she worked over seven decades, man. Wow. Uh, she married uh, Kenneth Franklin from 1942 to 1956. She was wed to jazz legend Miles Davis. Yes, I remember this. From 1981 to 1988. Miles Davis was known to be a difficult individual and abusive from what I understand. I don't know about their relationship. Yeah, I remember that. I know he was the final competitor in Over the Top. No, he was no. not. <laughs> Maybe that's how they met. Uh, although there are conflicting reports about whether or not she had children, Tyson mentioned her daughter named Joan in her memoir. Celebrities took social media to react to her death. Oprah wrote, Cicely decided early on that her work as an actor would be more than a job. She used her career to illuminate the humanity in black people. The roles she played reflected her values. She never compromised. Uh, her life so fully lived is a testimony to greatness. Zendaya wrote, this one hurts. Today we honor and celebrate the life of one of the greatest to ever do it. Thank you, Cicely Tyson. Rest in great power. Uh, Common wrote, I'm so sad to hear the news that uh, trailblazing artist and cultural icon Cicely Tyson passed away today. While she may be gone, her life and work continue to inspire for millions of years to come. Nothing from uh, Hasselhoff? No, but Tyler Perry revealed that he had to ur- he had the urge to watch Miss Jane Pittman. Mm-hmm. He said 12 minutes before he found out that Tyson had died. He tweeted, this one brought me to my knees. She was the grandmother I never uh-huh. had and the wisdom tree that I could always sit under to fill my cup. That's a great line. Uh, my heart breaks in one beat while celebrating her life in the next. 
Uh, to think that she lived for 96 years and I got to be a part of that last 16 brings me joy. She called me son, he said. Uh, wow. I would recommend, if you've never seen it, I assume it's probably streaming or will be, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. It, yeah. it has one of the the ending of that movie. When she goes I, up to the water fountain? I'd have to go back and yeah. see it. I don't remember. It's amazing. That. One thing I, I do remember from that was very graphic to me as a kid, and I think it was her husband or maybe a child or something like that that they had lynched. They yeah. tied him to a horse right, right, and yeah. dragged him across the field. It was just horrible. Right, it was right. very, very powerful story and, and uh, a lot of uh, heavy stuff in that. So sad news about Cicely Tyson. All right, lighter stuff. We'll go with this. Jared Leto. Or Leto, I think he pronounces it as. It's Leto. Leto. Uh, may have taken home his Oscar in 2014, but he eventually lost it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he revealed he wasn't quite sure where his coveted award went during an interview with James Corden. He said he was, well, he's promoting uh, the film uh, The Little Things. He said, I found out that it's been missing for three years. He said, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't think anybody wanted to tell me that it was missing. Uh, he had won the Oscar, of course, for Best Supporting Actor in his performance of uh, Dallas Buyers Club. And he had moved homes in Los Angeles when the statuette somehow just magically disappeared. He said, it could be somewhere, but everyone searched for it high and low. I hope it's in good hands wherever it is. We haven't seen it for quite some time. When Corden asked if he truly thought that someone had taken it, he said, I think it's a good possibility. I mean, it's not something someone accidentally throws in the trash. It's not the. It's happened before. Yeah, where Oscars have gone missing. Yeah. I wonder what the actual understanding is. If you're an Oscar winner and you in fact do lose one, can you um, submit for another one, another statue? That's a good uh, question. Uh, oh. You know, and and how that goes. I know that as an Oscar winner, you are um, forbidden from selling it. Right, you cannot sell the statue. Really? Okay. Yes, I, I, thought, I thought there was word that somebody did that a few years ago, and they got in trouble for it. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. He said, "I remember the night I got it. I passed it around to so many people. It was beat up and scratched up, but people had fun taking picture with it. Pictures with it. Uh, it's nice to share it. So hopefully, someone is taking good care of it. Huh. I know exactly know how he feels, though, because when we moved, uh, I lost my favorite Halloween decoration. Mm. I, I have no idea. <laughs> How did you lose? I don't know, Kathy. I don't know where it went. It what was, was it? Um, it was a ghost, right? And you would put the ghost in the corner. But the thing about the ghost was, it was just a kid with a, uh, a blanket over his head because you could see his shoes at the bottom of the. Okay. Yeah. So it was cute. I lost a bag of weed when we moved one time. <laughs> I think the mover stole it. Oh, well, probably. I you that. What are you going to do? Call the exactly. <laughs> it's the perfect crime. Were they? Were they? Uh... Were these the ones that Abe Bassett yeah, yeah, that same sons of bitches same crew that held my my furniture uh, hostage? <laughs> they held your furniture hostage and stole your weed. Well, they got their comeuppance because yeah. oh. they ended up uh, getting in trouble well, with the you know law. What? Since then, you've been keeping your porn in your briefcase. That's right. Yeah. I learned my lesson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Dwayne The Rock Johnson had to relieve some incredibly tough memories or relive, I should say, about his late dad. Rocky Johnson for his upcoming comedy called Young Rock. Uh, the NBC show based on the actor's life is mostly lighthearted, but going through uh, the formative years of his upbringing was difficult for him. He said, I thought, well, let's not take the easy route. But it was incredibly complicated. And it was incredibly tough. He said, growing up, and you know, we specifically went with these timelines in my life that were very defining times at 10 years old, 15 and 18. He said, there's a lot of things in between those years that took place. But it was complicated, and the relationship that I had with my dad was incredibly complicated. That was fueled by tough love. Um, His father, by the way, died in uh, 2020, last year, January 15th, actually, yeah, a little little over a year ago at age 75. 
He said, my dad was kicked out of his house at 13. He was homeless. So then that shaped the man who then raised me. So he has some Uh. perspective on that, I guess. Um, And in the complication, he said, came an extraordinary life that was full of travel. I lived in 13 different states by the time I was 13 years old. Also lived in New Zealand. Uh, He said, uh, Rocky was a, of course, Rocky was a famed WWE wrestler. And uh, many other family members of the actor were American Samoan wrestlers. Uh, Johnson also discussed the portrayal of his father in Young Rocky and Young Rock by actor Joseph Lee Anderson. He said, "Joseph, he did a tremendous job playing my dad. He would he would have loved this. He would have loved this, and he would have had have been so proud because for the first time, certainly in prime time, we were showcasing this world that he and all of his brothers of the rings, so to speak, of those men in the seventies and eighties that." Uh, they gave their life to and you know to showcase it like this and to showcase it through the lens of something that's positive and know what it meant uh, a lot to my dad because a lot um a lot of times the world of pro wrestling isn't always looked through the lens in a positive way he said you know his dad was in the movie you only live twice the james bond movie he had a uh, a brief samurai uh, oh, really? encounter yeah okay uh so i'm not sure when that show is coming out but it will be on nbc so it should the 16th. be 16th interesting of February? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Wait a second. That's just a few days away. Yeah. Uh-huh. That only... must be why he's talking about yeah, it. That's uh, A year ago, Ricky Lake first shared photos of herself on Instagram revealing that she'd been quietly suffering with hair loss for 30 years. And now the 52-year-old is sharing insight into her struggle with People Magazine. Lake called her hair journey debilitating. She said, I went back and forth about coming forward last year in such a shameful, with it's such a shameful thing, she says. Yeah, you know, I've always Should thought about shameful. this. Shamatoid. Yeah. Uh, no, it, 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 so you'll see sometimes these hair restoration places and then they'll have <clears throat> ads that target specifically women. Um, it's a much, obviously, it's going to be a much more devastating thing for it women. Is. Yet yeah. there are a fair amount of women who suffer oh, from hair loss. God. Yeah, it's it's more common than you think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shit, Mar- uh, Marissa, are you trying to say something? I, I was actually just stretching. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, was it a good one? Yeah. I saw gestures it from the other room. It was a really good one. Um, okay. But as you were saying that, on yesterday's Love You Help You line, there was a small business in Delaware that does hair restoration. There you go. Yeah, there you go. If this is affecting you, go to our Instagram page and you can hear them. May okay. I also uh, just throw it out there that I think a uh, a bold woman can be a very lovely uh, yeah. fashion a sh- statement. Especially a really short crop tight hairdo if it yeah, works for you my wife has okay. had i love my wife with super short hair and i think sometimes the problem with that is um they don't have enough hair to do that short like if you right. do that short crop you've got to have coverage there right right yeah. to so, work so like nice. like ricky like hers is receding yeah kathy yeah she's almost your territory oh my god, god you're man. such a jerk <laughs> I just... god. you're gonna make me get botox it's gonna be your fault <laughs> Well, sorry, man. You should probably pay for it. So anyway, Uh, at least get another nipple piercing. (laughs) She said the problem began after starring in uh, 1988's Hairspray. She said uh, her then healthy virgin hair was teased and triple processed every two weeks while filming. Uh, From then on, she suffered extreme hair loss. And she tried Rogaine, prescription medications, topical treatments, Propecia, steroid injections, PRP therapy, uh, none of which worked. So... All right, so the most effective way that is my understanding of doing this is to take the hair from the back of the head, which traditionally does not um, thin out, or you don't don't get bald on the back of your head. And back here will always grow, at least for most people. 
and and those are moved forward because huh. you have so many separate hairs, and that's how they fill in the spots. Uh, I wonder if she's Doing able so. to have that done. There's um there's an influencer that I follow, uh, fashion influencer, and I had no idea. I mean, her her photos are very filtered and yeah, all of that. Yeah. So once I went back and looked, but she posted a photo um a few years ago, and she was holding her wig up in yeah. the air with a complete bald head. I was like. Oh my god! Wow. I had no idea, but but it, that's what it was. She suffered from severe hair loss, and then I think ended up like just getting rid of all of it because it was easier, I guess, to wear right. the wig remember, or whatever. Do you remember the actress Pierces Kambata, who was uh, the in the uh, Star Trek the original motion picture? She was uh, she played Ilya, uh, I guess, mm-hmm. and she was completely shaved bald. Okay, she looked fantastic. Uh, so she said, sharing her truth uh, gave her strength. She said uh, it's about inner beauty, self-confidence, self-love, and I truly appreciate what I see in the mirror now. Well, there you go. Brittany Glavin, the Bachelorette, Bachelor, actually, uh, joined Matt James' season of The Bachelor. I love you. Monday night, and rumors got <laughs> ugly fast. Anna oh. kicked things off by claiming that she was an escort. What? And Brittany hit up social media to, You're clear, an escort? to clear things up and share her thoughts on how being an escort shouldn't be considered a bad thing. I an asked you right off the bat, are you an escort? Uh, and Instagram, on an Instagram story she wrote, it's 2021. Huh? You know how prominent sex workers are in this world or how many people have OnlyFans. Why are we still judging others? Again, to make it clear, she added, I am not an escort, Mm -hmm. and for the people who are, don't let others tear you down. Keep sharing your stories with me because they are so powerful. I'm here to support you like how you have to me. You changed my mind. Uh, So this was Anna Anna. uh, saying that she was an escort, but this is Brittany Brittany. commenting, (laughs) I believe. I had a conversation with a um, young woman who was a former escort um, a month or two ago. I forgot to tell you guys about it, but it was really fascinating. She doesn't do it any longer, uh, but she did it for three or four years. And um, Would she have sex with him? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she it was, it was full service, and it was uh, companionship. It was sex. It depended on what the client wanted, and um, and she found that as a, a way to make a living. There were certainly unhealthy aspects to it, and uh, she has some regrets, but it's a part of her life, and, and she can't change that. I knew someone who did, yeah, who did escort work as well, but she, she claimed she didn't have sex with him. I didn't believe that part, hmm. uh, but it didn't, hmm. you know, I didn't... <clears throat> It didn't sully her image to me, right? You know, if yeah. you're doing it's if it's of your own volition and you're doing it and you have a consenting partner and you've worked out some sort of arrangement and no one's being defrauded or hurt, that's your choice. You know, yeah. I mean, that's how I got into radio uh, by as an escort. As an escort, yeah. that's how you. Uh, okay, do you and Bill go out? I prefer not to. Talk. Okay. <laughs> then you can ask me if I had sex. We're going. I'm going to have to lie. Well, I don't want to go yeah. into that. So. Uh, she also addressed viewers who wondered why she minded uh, rumors that aren't true. If this happened to me in the real world, I'd brush it off because I know my truth. You do. But how would you react when someone tries to exploit you to the world with an accusation that could affect your career, reputation, and future relationships? Do you mm-hmm. remember Stretch Armstrong? I, I, I don't know if she does or not, but maybe that's just something he wants to talk about. It's just other stuff. <laughs> Hey, uh, Queen Elizabeth has a reputation for being a bit staid, but the 94-year-old is quite different behind the scenes, according to her biographer. I'm looking as an escort. uh, Sally Bedell-Smith, author of Elizabeth the Queen, The Life of a Modern Monarch. So how does she let her hair down? Well, Smith tells people that she spoke to an insider at her state in Norfolk, Sandringham, 
who said you can hear her laugh throughout that big house. She has a big laugh. Really? So apparently she's cackling and giggling down the hallways all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That is a big laugh for the queen all over the house. (laughs) 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 Uh, Apparently, while watching a rerun of Prince Charles' 1981 wedding to Princess Diana, she said, Oh, there's my Miss Piggy face. (laughs) 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 She has the ability to laugh at herself, according uh, to this person. Uh, Smith told people that during a uh, shoot celebrating her Diamond Jubilee in 2012, she told the photographer, Barry Jeffrey, to just keep the camera rolling as she broke from the norm. And the queen proceeded to strike a series of poses, Mm. slipping her hands in and out of her pockets, placing them onto her hips, mimicking the stances of a professional model. Tongue between her fingers. Uh, Her dressmaker and close confidant, uh, Angela Kelly, had said that, yeah, she was having fun in that photo shoot. I'd love to see that. They said they stood in disbelief. Uh, The queen was a natural, Kelly marveled. Uh, Barry and I felt like we were experiencing something really special, a moment never to be repeated. There's great footage of her on the set of Over the Top, where she (laughs) is. Was she the final battle? (laughs) She was the final battle. Put a crown on backwards. <laughs> I need to go back and read the cast from that movie because yeah. I've forgotten how many people were Bunch of cameos. In that. Yeah, well. Uh, when news hit in 2019 that Neil Gaiman's Sandman comic book series from Vertigo and DC Comics would be made into a live action series for Netflix, fans speculated who would play uh, the moody lord of dreams, Morpheus slash Sandman. And his dysfunctional and sometimes destructive family, who included uh, destiny, death, destruction, despair, desire, and delirium. Right. In addition to Sandman's family, another big role to fill is that of the king of hell himself, Lucifer. Well, yesterday, news hit that Game of Thrones actor Gwendolyn Christie, who played Brienne of Tarth, is going to play the role of Lucifer. And it's an interesting casting choice, considering Lucifer was always portrayed as male in both the comic book series and the Lucifer live-action series on Netflix. Uh, Christy confirmed the casting news on her Instagram on Thursday with an image that reads, The Sandman, It Begins. And Lucifer isn't the only character to swap genders. Uh, Actor Vivienne uh, Akimpong from The Witches will play Chief Librarian Lucien, who is also the Guardian of Dreams World. In the comics, that character is male and named Lucian. Uh, Netflix describes the live-action Sandman series as a rich blend of modern myth and dark fantasy in which contemporary fiction, historical drama, and legend are seamlessly interwoven. I'm only vaguely familiar. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I didn't read that uh, series. Uh, actor Tom Sturridge will play the lead role of Lord of the Dreaming Morpheus. And then there's a few other uh, people you'll recognize that are cast. Is Sleep that. Number putting up uh... as well? I don't know. Budget for this? Uh, maybe they are. I'm not really sure. Last, the last season. You can adjust it. Uh, the last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians looks like it's going to be a doozy. Yeah. He released the first look Thursday with the uh, promo, be- promo being set to Harry Styles' Sign of the Times. Emotions run high with Kim and Chris in tears during much of it. Chloe tells Tristan that she wants another child. Courtney and Scott Disick spark romance rumors. 
Uh, the final season, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, premieres on E! Thursday, March 18th. I want another baby. So uh, that... they, I tell you what, bar none, Kim Kardashian <laughs> is the ugliest crier. <laughs> yeah. She makes I've a big, she makes really? a big yeah. face. You're right. Oh. You're right. Uh, what else I want to mention to you guys? How about this one? Uh, Ryan Reynolds is set to star in a Snapchat series from Will Smith's Westbrook Media. Uh, it's called Ryan Doesn't Know. We'll follow the actor as he learns new crafts like ice sculpting, hmm. latte art, axe throwing, stuff like that with the help of experts. You were dabbling in latte art. I was. I've, you know what? I have not. Made any lattes in a while. I need oh. to get back to that. Will Smith's uh, production company does Cobra Kai as well. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. So that's a good pedigree. Uh, the 12 episode series will launch January 30th. And obviously, he's perfect for that. Yeah. His, his, yeah. Uh, his humor and uh, should should go along well with that. So, uh, But it's a Snapchat series. Mm. So I assume these are small um, running times, right? I, I would I guess be. so. I mean, how, how long can you run? How long can something be on? I don't. Have Snapchat? I've never been on it. I don't know I, what the rules are. I didn't are. like it. I, I've never liked it. I dabbled and then immediately left. Well, I mean, Instagram did so many, does so many things that Snapchat used to do yeah. and, and, and sort of gain popularity for, and so people just sort of uh, defaulted to Instagram, or a lot of people did anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, this is just something you're going to watch on your phone while you're uh, on the john. Marissa, any time limit on Snapchats? I think it's fifteen <clears throat> seconds. It, it replaced. Um, How the hell can you do second a series? Series. Well, I know, but if you so if you go to like the search section, search section, Snapchat, the platform can put whatever they want there. Oh, all right, okay, righty, So he's going to be doing that. Uh, let's see. This year at the Golden Globes, Norman Lear will receive the third annual Carol Burnett Award. Uh, the it said uh, in a statement, the president of uh, the Golden Globes. Said Norman Lear is among the most prolific creators of this generation. His career has encompassed both the golden age and streaming era, throughout which his progressive approach addressing controversial topics through humor prompted a cultural cultural shift that allowed social and political issues to be reflected in television. His work revolutionized the industry, and the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is honored to name him as a 2021 Carol Burnett Award recipient. Wow. Uh, last year, or Le- I'm sorry, Lear has produced iconic series, obviously, like All in the Family, One Day at a Time, and Good Times. He also was a writer for many years and wrote for things like the Beverly Hillbillies yeah. and uh, I think like Gomer Pond and stuff like that. So he, he his chops are, are prodigious. I saw him one time without his legendary hat, Preston. Oh, yeah. Blue Mohawk. Whoa. Blue yeah. Mohawk. <laughs> no Always way. something yeah. unexpected. He huh. looks like some Guardians of the Galaxy. Huh. It is amazing, though, how people like that will, you know, first of all, you have to break into the industry. Yeah. And then to have such a mainstay. And so, like, he and, like, a Chuck Lorre and, like, Tyler Perry. And, you know, they just have hit after hit after yeah. hit. Remember Shonda Rhimes? Remember yeah. she left Disney after she had that uh, incident um, at Disney World? Right, right, right. Uh, and would, she was yeah. like, screw you guys. I'm leaving and went to Netflix. Bridgerton. Did you know Bridgerton is hers? Yeah. Well, there you go. So, yeah. uh, but, but Norman Lear goes back all the way to Sid Caesar and your show. He was, he was one of the writers with uh, Neil Simon and Woody Allen yeah. and Larry Gelbart. And, you know, it goes all the way back. Amazing. Some people are just very, very talented. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's see. Movies opening this weekend. Oh! Let's talk about it. Got two films. 
Tell you about this weekend. Palmer is one of them. It's a drama. It stars Justin Timberlake, Juno Temple, uh, Alicia Wainwright. The plot is former high school football star uh, Eddie Palmer went from hometown hero to convicted felon, earning himself 12 years in the state penitentiary. Returns home to Louisiana where he moves back in with Vivian, the grandmother who raised him while trying to keep his head down and rebuild a quiet life for himself. Palmer's haunted by memories of his glory days and the suspicious eyes of his small-town community. Mm-hmm. Hour and 51 minutes long, streaming on Apple Plus, Rotten Tomatoes score 77%. Supernova is the other film opening. It's a drama slash romance with Colin Firth, Stanley Tucci, and Pippa Haywood. Pippa! Uh, following the life-changing diagnosis, Sam and Tusker... Partners of 20 years travel across England in their old camper van, visiting friends, family, and places from their past. An hour and 33 minutes long. It is not rated. Uh, streaming and limited theatrical release. Rotten Tomatoes score is 84%. And then there's a third movie, actually. Uh, it's called The Little Things. Mystery thriller. Denzel Washington. Rami Malek. Jared Leto. Uh, and Deputy Sheriff Joe Deke Deacon joins forces with Sergeant Jim Baxter to search for a serial killer who's terrorizing Los Angeles. As they track the culprit, Baxter is unaware that the investigation is dredging up echoes of Deke's past, uncovering disturbing secrets that could threaten more than his case. Uh, Two hours and seven minutes long, rated R. HBO Max is where you find it, and theaters. Rotten Tomatoes score 46%, so not that great. What they're saying is that (laughs) they're saying it's done well, but that it's been done before. Oh, okay. Many times. All right, we're ready for the clip. Yay! Do those. After <laughs> spending 12 years in prison, a former high school football star returns home to get his life back on track only to form an unlikely bond with a young boy in Palmer. We're just talking about that. In this clip, the star of the film, Justin Timberlake, discusses the themes of this heartfelt drama. The overall themes of the movie, all of them, the theme of acceptance, of self-love, of redemption, are all timely. And my hope for this movie is that it will spark a conversation of what it means to be an ally to humanity and what it means to be complicit. I don't give a f- Palmer is now streaming on Apple TV. He's actually <clears throat> a good actor. I used yeah. cleared my throat for dramatic purposes. No, you're yeah. right. All right, uh, next clip. Here we go. All right. A gay couple embarks on a road trip. We just talked about this, right? Yeah. So Stanley Tucci uh, just talked about bah, the movie. Bah, bah. Here's the clip. You're more empathetic or sympathetic to to experiences that you would never and people that you would never have experienced before. And that's mm-hmm. part of the joy of making movies is that you immerse yourselves in these worlds. And some of them are really wonderful celebratory. Others are like this, sort of darker worlds. But they only enrich you as a person. I don't give a f- uh, Supernova is in theaters now. May I suggest that Stanley Tucci is wasting a lot of time not being gay because he plays a gay guy so many he times does. in movies. Yeah. He would be on top of the world. Yep, he's an outstanding actor. And yeah. there you go. That's what I have in uh, the entertainment report. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment. We've got a lot of stuff to get to, including money, money, money. Your chance to win. But no sad, no first opportunity in about 50 minutes or so. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Monday nights. Metallica family, are you with us? It's not just Monday, it's Metallica Monday. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts, spanning a Hall of Fame career. This is Robert, Kirk, Lars, and James from Metallica. We're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. 
Set a reminder on your phone. Tell Siri to clear your calendar. And have the MMR app at the ready for Metallica Mondays, 9 p.m. With Jackie Bam Bam right here on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Thank you, Coward. Hey, um, there's some stories that have uh, filled up my junk drawer. Okay. Too much junk. Yeah, let me in the drawer. Get in here. And uh, we'll start with something from the fashion world. So we'll keep Kathy on board for a moment. Skinny jeans have had their moment. Oh, thank God. Comfy clothing (laughs) is what consumers want now. Oh, yeah, we know that. And Levi's is ready to deliver with more generous fitting and downright baggy jeans this year. So, um... Well, I was just talking about this with you, Case, because I saw, you know, one of these ads that pops up with the Target You, and it's for supposedly uh, the most comfortable jeans. Oh, yeah, I've seen um, this. And I'm, I'm like, this, this is just a bunch of crap, but apparently this is actually, there's a, there's a specific company, and I, I'm getting the name wrong, I know, but uh, it, is a, it is a trendy company. Wait, what? So, you know what is it? It's something like the most comfortable jeans company. Well, because um, one of the Kardashian brands claims to be uh, like one of the most comfortable pairs of jeans, and I for, uh, I'll have to look up the the name of it. But you wouldn't know it was Kardashian. Like, okay. doesn't have that in their name. And a friend of mine bought them, <laughs> and she was like, "They are comfortable." And I told her they were Kardashian. She goes, "I'm returning them." <laughs> she didn't, I was like, "Really?" She goes, "I didn't know that's who who owned the company." Uh, I just when I started to buy, like, I bought one pair of like a slightly more more expensive jeans because I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go for these. And um, uh, they were really comfortable. And so I, I, I'm i actually, I dig this concept of mm-hmm. the, because I, I love jeans in general, but they're, they're, they're pretty they're, much all I wear. The cuts are so erratic. They are. They're so erratic. And there's Very much 1400 so. and, and like, you know, mid knee. <laughs> what? What right. is it? I know. I know. Just give me a regular pair of jeans. Yeah, Good American. Boot cut and yeah. slim cut. Right. And, and uh, yeah, there's all kinds of ones. Good but, American like, is the Kardashian brand. Oh, Good right? American? Okay. Yeah. But you know when you get, you find your, your you find your jean. You find the one yeah. that you, you dig. That's it, man. Yeah, they're so comfortable. I uh, So about two years ago, I, I dropped a lot of weight. I was the yeah. skinniest I've been as an adult ever. And uh, so the, uh, last week I was, <laughs> and I put on some of those pounds uh, now, since then, and I, I found I was going through some jeans, and I needed a pair real quick, so I went to and I grabbed a pair. Obviously, they haven't put on a long time, and I put them on too. They are skin uh-huh. tight. I'm not talking about the waist. I'm yeah, talking about yeah. the legs. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I must have bought these when I dropped all the weight, and I wanted to, to have real slim, tight fitting clothing. <laughs> so and they weren't technically skinny jeans, but they were tight to the skin. Give so. me like regular, um, you know. Also, just the material. Too, yeah. I, I find that the, I, what I I like them to imme- immediately upon putting them on for the first time yeah. feel like you've been wearing them for a long. That's my desired goal. Right, you don't want that super, you know, s- stiff, constricted. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm not a jeans guy, but I know um, you know people that do wear jeans. They like to wear them for days on end, day or, and, you know, day or two, or no, but uh, they'll wear them for like a week straight or whatever. Yeah. So, press. I know somebody who had lost weight and. Um, we're finally able to fit into these pair of jeans and had been wearing these jeans for a few days. And then his wife is like, where are my jeans? And she couldn't find her <gasps> jeans anywhere. <laughs> That's he hilarious. He had no idea he was wearing his wife's jeans. <laughs> <laughs> ha- my dad did that. No. My dad came down to go uh, somewhere. We were going to a big Your fam- dad is skinny. Yeah. Yeah, a way, big yeah. family event. And um, he goes, he says to my mom, he's like, man, he's like, you know, my dad rides the bike. Um, and he, he'll do miles on it. He's like, my thighs are like, real. I'm really building them up. Like, they're getting thick. He's like, these jeans used to fit great. My mom goes. 
goes, turn around for a second. She goes, those are mine. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, Levi said it's helping facilitate the switch from skinny to baggy. The CEO, uh, Chip Berg, said that I think that uh, we're kind of leading this trend to some extent. Uh, the line was launched. Uh, the line that we launched, she said, is a loose fit line. This past season, it's in our stores now for both men and women. It's sort of a loose, straight fit. And yeah, I like that. It's off to a very, very fast start. Uh, Berg also called out the trend towards more casual, looser-fitting clothes in general. Wait, who is this again? Who are we- this is the CEO of Levi's. So, Levi, oh, right? Okay, okay. So, so the um, I think we're we're experiencing a comfortability renaissance because mm-hmm. of the working at home stuff. Yes, oh, absolutely. I agree. Uh, that change in style still hasn't been enough to lift sales, though. Levi's on Wednesday reported fourth quarter sales, which in Included the uh, three-year end holiday shopping season of $1.39 million for the period and November 29th down 10% from the same period a year ago. $1.39 million. I'd say billion probably, right? I don't it's know. like a billion. It's like a billion. Uh, so, yeah, Levi's stock was down 8% on Thursday. So they're trying to, get, they're trying to drive something. But, yeah, maybe uh, a little bit more baggy jeans. Are coming back in. Do you remember they, they did get very baggy for a while? You remember that there was there stupid was, baggy. The like, Jenko, we were yo, talking about those, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was just that like was dumb. I think at the base, how, what was how how wide were, were the the, oh, the oh, base like the of the skater? Like forty yeah. inches, something stupid like, like that. That's weight. That's more than most people's that's a waist. Large waist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, a big waist. Yeah. Sorry. So I got something else in here. Okay, this is really. This will tweak your melon a little bit because it is directly, <laughs> Steve, directly out of a Black Mirror episode. Oh, no. Uh, new technology created by Microsoft developers that could make it possible to have a virtual conversation with a deceased oh, loved one. Right. Kind of. A patent granted to Microsoft last month details a method for creating a conversational chatbot Modeled after a specific person, a past or present entity, such as a friend, relative, or an acquaintance, a celebrity, a fictional character, a historical figure, whatever. Uh, and essentially, they're going to take information from your social media accounts, your activity, what you're, your, what you speak about, how you speak. It's right out of that episode. Yes, yes Steve. it is. Yes, it is. And and Preston doesn't that episode end well? The 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 uh, the whole thing is, I don't know. I mean, it's it's reason. <laughs> You know what? Right, what, but, what, what, what put, put me in mind to this is uh, you when you were bringing this up when uh, Kanye did the Robert Shapiro. Yeah, the 3D thing. 3D holographic interacting. Um, By the way, before we get ahead of ourselves, they said they're not going to turn this into an actual product. They just have the patent for it. Yeah, sure. All right, so uh, the company is not planning They're to turn it into a product. To turn it into an actual product, they said. Uh, Tim O'Brien. We just want to waste money. Uh, Microsoft's uh, general manager of AI programs said in a tweet on Friday that he confirmed that there's no plan for this. In a separate tweet, he also echoed the sentiment of other Internet users commenting on the technology saying, yes, it's disturbing. Do you notice when they say, no, we'd never do this, they end up doing it? They're going to do it. So here's how it would work if it were, in fact, built into a product. According to... The patent information, the tool would call social data, yeah. such as images, social media posts, messages, voice data, and written letters from the chosen individual. The data would be used to train a chatbot to converse and interact in the personality of the specific person. That's exactly how that episode so, goes. So, okay, someone who's not deceased 
and you run this and you create a very interactive version of a person yeah. who could in effect who could in effect step in as that person right. open open bank accounts uh, do all sorts of things Maybe. it's the next level of a deep fake uh it could also rely on outside data sources in case the user asked a question of the bot that couldn't be answered based on the person's social data they warned about this in over the top <laughs> Do you remember that? No. I mean, there were the points. arm wrestling movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't yeah. That. Watch right. it again. All right. And then tell me I was right. The director's cut. Yeah. Well, you're right. You make a good point. Most of that information is in the director's <laughs> cut. All right. So conversing in the personality of a specific person may include determining and or using conversational attributes of the specific person, such as style, diction, tone, voice, intent, gene choice, sentence, dialogue, length and complexity, topic huh. and consistency, as well as using behavioral attributes such as interests and opinions and demographic information, such as age, gender, and profession, the patent had stated. All right, let me ask you something. Wow. If you had a beloved family member who had passed and someone had rigged up a virtual version of that family member that could interact with you um, sort of autonomously or, with, or giving the perception of, of autonomous responses, would you be incited to do that? It would depend on how grief-stricken right. I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so... makes me think of the movie AI, where she re- where she replaces a child with a robotic version of that child. Yeah. But the true, like, emotional part of that deceased person is gone. So, yes. like, it's not. It's, but... it's looking at a sna- It's looking at a at a fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's what she's saying. So. But in the in this Black Mirror episode, and I'm going to give you some spoilers yeah, here, because yeah. it, it pertains specifically to this. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, just you know, anyway, check out for a moment. But um, you know, it starts as this chatbot, and then it advances into video form, uh, where they're able to use technology like this Robert Kardashian thing, yeah, and she's yeah. able to have face to face, and then it crosses the line into a, a robot, an actual yeah. in person android type of robot thing. And it's pretty wild that, you know, and here, once again, in, in, an example of science fiction saying, hey, this is a kind of a weird idea. And then engineers and scientists. We're going to do it. We can do but we're that. not going to sell it. But maybe, we're going to sell it. Maybe we can pull it off. It's in the world of Philip K. Dick, who but, did uh, Blade Runner and, and right. did a, a Total Recall. So, in, in like Blade Runner, a good portion of that is involved with press. So, at what point does a free thinking. Autonomous creation. So, if if it's a free thinking version of a, of a, of a family member or something like that, is it a person at a certain point? All that stuff comes up. But going back to this Black Mirror episode, I think, and you have to remind me, she kind of um, eventually she kind of lets it go. Yeah. Uh, and and but here is this thing which almost seems real that she's kind of hiding away, and I think. She reminisces, goes back to only on rare occasions, and will still spend time with him. But it's disturbing. I, I don't know. I I did a little a little short bit of soul searching in this with this concept. And Steve, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I might if I were yeah. really 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 grief stricken. I know I might turn to something like. But that. you know, so many bad. Th- like if you look at you look at science fiction and stories and horror stories, so many things happen. Out of being grief stricken, and I know not not accepting the natural yes order order of things. I mean, it literally changes the human condition. You know, you, what, it does what yep. what you've grown accustomed to, and and your ability to process and deal with grief and death is a part of life, and so this changes that dynamic. Yep. Well, you're right there. You're 
quoting Stallone from over the top. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, on the outtakes. Well, at first he flips the hat around. Right. And like, then he... This is actually totally questioning our very existence. <laughs> like a switch. <laughs> like a switch. Like a billion. <laughs> like a billion switches. All right. Uh, I thought that was a pretty interesting deep, concept. Man. Yeah, you got a deep ass junk drawer there. All right, let's uh, let's dig into something a little less deep and uh, a little more uh, heartwarming. Uh, Oregon health workers who got stuck in a snowstorm on the way back from a COVID nineteen vaccination uh, uh, vaccination event that was taking place uh, went car to car injecting stranded drivers uh, before several of the doses were about to expire. They were going to go to <laughs> they waste. They were going to go to waste. I love this. So a lot of times, I don't know, when you guys get st- uh, stuck in traffic and people go from car to car injecting things, Yeah, uh-huh. I I'm always like, yes. yeah, please, yeah. What, what do you got? Bring it. Um, <laughs> uh, public, the, uh, the county public health said on Facebook that uh, the impromptu vaccine clinic took place after about 20 employees were stopped in traffic on a highway uh, after a vaccination uh, clinic. And six of the vaccines were getting close to expiring, so the workers decided to offer them to other stranded drivers. There was a story similar to this, Preston. I think it was it was maybe one of the, the spots or, or a pharmacy or whatever that had the shots and was dispensing them. And it was the end of the day, and people had not shown up. And there was just a guy in basically like buying condoms. Yeah. <laughs> and then they said, well, do you want the shot? And, yeah, sure. Okay. I don't. Did I tell this story on the air, or did I just tell it to you, Nick, about my friend who works for a surgery center? I think you just told it to Nick. Yeah. Okay. So this. same thing with with the vaccines. Right. They get them, and basically what they've been told, the CDC told them, don't waste them. Once you open the pack, like they all have to be used. So if somebody doesn't show up for their appointment, they're telling the employees, call your grandmother, call your mom, tell right. tell a friend to come over just so that they can they can use them. So people in the community are actually starting to get them. I had a an incident one time when I was in college where uh, traffic was completely stopped on the Schoolville Expressway. There was a terrible accident, and so nobody could go anywhere, and, and people were literally returning their cars off and getting out. But, Steve, uh, your, your joke about uh, sharing vaccinations reminded me there was a moment where people were just – somebody in one of the cars had a bottle of Southern Comfort <laughs> and was, we, was going around from car to car, and oh, we, we were there for about two hours. Yeah. And we were coming back from a Phil's game, back to my friend Brett's house, and we were just sitting there, and there was nothing you could do. And so it became this weird communal fun thing. Yeah. People were kicking around a soccer ball, and so it was like – This was the summer, I assume, right? It was in the yeah, summer, yeah. yeah. It was in, in, in middle of the summer after a Phil's game, and we're like, all right, well – why not have a shot? Yeah. You know, it was actually it's got fun. vaccines. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. One of my favorite moments working here at WMMR, and it, it had nothing to do with, with our show. I was by myself. I was driving home. I was on the uh, Northeast Extension, which is a part of the turnpike. So, listen, when you're stuck in you're traffic, stuck. you're yeah. stuck. So, so it was standstill traffic, and I'm sitting there in my car, and I had a box of Totally Office calendars in the car. <laughs> So I called Pierre, and I go, Pierre, I'm going to do an impromptu uh, uh, oh, calendar raid yeah, right now. I remember this. So I said, I'm here. I'm stuck on the Northeast Extension. I described my car and where I was. I was like, if anybody wants to come over, I'm going to get out with this box of calendars. I'll start handing them out to you. So uh, we'd say this on the air. And then, of course, we have a, a delay for the um, uh, our delay unit that we have. So it takes a little time for the signal to get out to the listening audience. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm on with Pierre, and all of a sudden, here come people. They start walking over, and they, they, they started handing out calendars. It was so much fun, awesome. but a little bit better when it's a vaccine for COVID-19. Uh, so they walked vehicle to vehicle, and they offered uh, people a, a chance to get the uh, the vaccine. A county ambulance was on hand for safety, and all the doses were administered, including one to a sheriff's office employee who had arrived too late for their vaccination. 
uh, but ended up stopped with the others. Uh, so the public health director, Mike Weber, said that it was one of the coolest operations he'd ever been a part of. That's wild. I thought that was nice. Mm. All right, what else we got here? There's more things in this than on heaven and earth. Cluttery drawer here. Uh, all right, how about this? Three members of a private crew will each pay $55 million to spend eight days on the International Space Station thanks to a Houston company that secured their ride into space and is planning their mission. So each participant will pony up $55 million? That's correct. Jesus. Axiom Space announced Tuesday that its first group includes American real estate and technology entrepreneur Larry Connor, who is 71. Does that include a commemorative T-shirt? Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, Canadian investor Mark Pathy, who is 51, and Israeli impact investor uh, Eaton Stibbe, who is 63. Their commander will be former NSA, uh, not NSA, <laughs> NASA astronaut and Axiom Vice President Michael Lopez, Algeria. And uh, the private crew could be launched in uh, January of next year aboard a SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule. Uh, Connor will become the second oldest person to fly in space. John Glenn flew in the space shuttle in 1998. He was 77, so this guy is 71 years old. So all these guys have this money to pony up. Uh, all three are planning research and philanthropic projects. Yeah, they're rich. Yeah, yeah they're filthy rich. Uh, their, plan, money. their plan is to be productive and do serious research, said Derek Hassman, who is the director of operations. Axiom Mission 1 uh, AX1 will be an early step in Axiom's plans for low Earth orbit. The company founded in 2016 is building a commercial space station, and it plans to develop this station from a 14-acre headquarters campus at the Houston Spaceport, and the campus is expected to be functional in 2023. They should have leased out the Josephine Institute. We have more mm-hmm. land. Uh, in a comment, they said, a segment of the public will look at this and see the $55 million price tag and think, oh, it's a rich person's game. It's a stunt. Oh, I'm never going to be able to do this. Uh, but Hasman had said, but for us at Axiom, we see this as the first step into accessing space for a much larger segment of the population. What is it about most people that they see $55 million as being out of reach? (laughs) (laughs) The men have already received physical and psychological exams. Training will start roughly seven months before the launch. Connor has flown more than 16 different aircraft, including uh, an F-5 fighter jet, but his ride into space will be autonomous. Uh, Then about five months before launch, uh, Pathy and Stibby join the training sessions. The four men will split their time between Hawthorne and NASA's Johnson Space Center. I guess his Stibby is like the comedy relief. Uh, the training in Houston will largely focus on living and working in microgravity, preparing food, using the bathroom, and et cetera. What so these are going to be the, the, essentially the first space tourist. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it's pretty wild. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Isn't Axiom the name of the... Uh... Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> search in the drawer. Uh, the drawer. The the name of the ship in Wally. They, where they leave the planet and they are oh. yeah, and, and they're way in outer outer space. And Might the name be. of that ship is the Axiom. I wonder if they named it after that. Yeah, me too. All right, what else we got here? All right, so at the start of the pandemic, when we went into lockdown, there was uh, a lot of people thinking there was going to be a baby boom nine months later. But the actual opposite appears to be true. Oh wow. With the health and economic worries and concerns about the future seemingly having started to cause a baby bust mm. instead of a baby boom. I bet you there's more of a, a hand callus boom. Uh, experts had predicted that would happen. And in December, 
which was the first month when pandemic babies would have been born, there were lowered birth rates in states including Florida, Ohio, and Arizona. Uh, the U.S. birth rate has already began has has already been falling since 2007 when it peaked at 4.3 million. So mm. that's not such a bad thing. Uh, to be honest, uh, for the rates to slow down a tiny bit. So a baby bust as opposed to a baby boom. Uh, this was a nice story. A statue to the man known as the British Schindler uh, was lit up to mark Holocaust Memorial Day. Sir Nicholas Winton. I think this guy, in, unless I miss my guess, <clears throat> Preston, is the guy they surprised on a TV show. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, he had smuggled 669 boys and girls destined for concentration camps out of Czechoslovakia in 1939. Uh, Great Western Railway said that it decided to illuminate the monument to him with one candle for each child he rescued. It looks really cool how they did it. Uh, the statue of Sir Nicholas, who died at age 106 wow. in 2015, so yeah. not that long ago. It shows you that um, you can extend your life by being benevolent. Uh, was first unveiled by the town's MP, Theresa May, in 2010. Realizing the danger that the imminent German invasion had posed, Sir Nicholas worked to find British families willing to put up 50 pounds to rescue the children and look after them until they were 17. And he kept quiet yeah. about his work for 50 years. Until his wife found his scrapbook, and it was later reunited with some of the children that he had saved during an episode of BBC program called That's Life in 1988. Did you guys see the, have you ever seen this clip? He's sitting there. He's in the audience. He has no idea. He's surrounded by adults. And um, they make the, the, the note. <laughs> it makes, makes me tear up. I am getting teared um, up with you just talking about it, man. Everyone surrounded by him is an adult whose life he oh, saved. Wow. Just, I mean, it's it's an unbelievable moment. Uh, his efforts were likened to the work of Oscar Schindler, of course, who uh, gained you know, notoriety for saving Jewish people from uh, from Nazis. Uh, Sir Nicholas was knighted by the Queen in March of 2003, and the Czech Republic later awarded him its highest honor, uh, the Order of the White Lion. It's a pretty wild story. Maybe that yeah, could be a movie someday, Absolutely. Sure. We're watching be. the footage right now in the studio. Oh, where... my goodness. So you'll see. Oh, my God. Everyone oh my. in the audience oh. around him are the adult children oh. that he saved. Holy moly. Yeah. It's it's hard to keep it together yeah. when you're watching that. All right. No sad, bro. No uh, sad, bro. I mean, that's a good, that's yeah. a good sad, bro. But uh, well, he's no, bringing us down, good man. Sad. Yeah, we're, bro. We're, we're moving on. Uh, I mean, he did that, but we're giving away $500 seven times a day. We are. Uh, let's see. All right. One last thing. We'll go through this and then we'll uh, wrap. Um, Mardi Gras. Is coming up. And all around New Orleans, thousands of houses are being decorated as floats uh, because coronavirus outbreak canceled the elaborate parades mobbed by crowds during the carnival season uh, leading to Fat Tuesday or Carnival, I guess I should say. Uh, some smaller groups announced no parade plans before the city did. Pandemic replacements include scavenger hunts for signature trinkets that normally would be thrown from floats or handed out from a streetcar. Uh, as well as outdoor and drive-through or virtual parades. But the house float movement started almost as soon as New Orleans uh, a New Orleans spokesman announced on November 17th that the parades were off. So this gal named Megan Joy Bordeaux had started a Facebook group uh, called the Crew of House Floats, expecting just a few friends and neighbors to join in. Uh, but the numbers rose. 39 subgroups evolved uh, to discuss neighborhood plans. And by carnival's, uh, carnival season, 
Officials start January 6th. The group had more than 9,000 members, including out-of-state expats. About 3,000, including a few as far uh, afield as England and Australia, are going to have their houses on the official online map. This is cool because this is going really to give cool. Grandma a chance to flash for beads. Oh, my God. Right, right. Finally, she won't have to leave. Go down to the crazy crowds of Mardi Gras. But no, but it's cool. And they're they're doing up these houses like yeah. they do with the floats, giant paper mache things, and big heads and, and all the stuff. I'm down with this. Uh, I, I was at a Mardi Gras parade in New Orleans uh, just one time. I only need to do it that one time. It was something else. Yeah, yeah. It was something else. They know how to do it upright. I was there right after uh, one year when I was doing stand-up, and um, what a dump. <laughs> but I, well, listen, yeah, no, no, it, it's, yeah, yeah. it's dirty. Are you talking yeah. about Bourbon Street? Yeah, or, okay. after, yeah. The, so, like the day after. Maybe so the, when, when I was watching the parade, one of the things that they do at the end, and they do several parades, yeah. at the end of the parade is... They do not mess around. No. Following the parade are tons of officers yeah. on horseback and all these sanitation uh, vehicles that spray water out, and it washes all that crap down the street. And it's like like it clears out immediately. People <laughs> get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. At least that was my experience. And one of the coolest things, I was so happy about this. We, we got lucky. It was there for a, a radio convention. So I was on a balcony, which is like a prime, prime territory. Spot. Yeah, yeah. So I was on a balcony, and someone on a float threw me a spear, and I caught it. <laughs> and somewhere there's a picture of me. I couldn't bring the spear back with me on the, yeah. on the airplane, so I just left it. Uh, but there's a, a picture of me holding up this spear that I caught at Mardi Gras. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that. Uh, discussions in the Facebook groups include uh, how-tos, ads for props, and neighborhood themes. Artists have uh, given live stream outdoor lessons on how to do paper mache and all that stuff. So they're going to do that version of uh, Mardi Gras this year. Which Very is cool. cool. Yep. All right, and that is the cleaning out of the junk a draw. Nice. This morning, my friend. Uh, so with that, let's take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment, and before you know it, we're going to have the opportunity to win some money. As we said, no sad dough is getting uh, cranked up. But you know what? Right before that, let me give away a six-pack of coupons good for six full-size packages of Godshall's turkey bacon. I'll take caller number 7 at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget, Godshall's has 80% less fat and 100% smoky bacon taste. Make the switch to Godshall's. 215-263-WMMR, the number. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. MMR Rock Shop Flash Sale Alert. Preston said it. Good morning, Ed. Now, you can own it. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, it. Good morning, it. Good morning, it. Just hanging out. Good morning, it. That is the official Preston and Steve. Good morning, it. Coffee mug. Limited time item. Get it through this Wednesday only. Also just added. New Brent Porsche logo hats and shirts and the return of the Pierre beard face mask while supplies last. Plus all your MMR logoed favorites on sale now. So easy and just a click away in the rock shop at WMMR.com. All the merch that rocks. 93.3 WMMR presents. All right. The word you need for this hour is prize. P-R-I-Z-E. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do that. Via text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered in the $10,000 grand prize, uh, you enter it via the MMR app. 
or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley. So make sure that you do answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by Stakem. And the word again, I'll give it to you again. Listen closely. Prize, P-R-I-Z-E. Good luck to you, my friend. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. And it's brought to you by Godshalls. All the bacon taste, 80% less fat. Make the switch to Godshalls Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon. And you can check out the new Make the Switch campaign with Brian Westbrook at Godshalls. Dot com. Sending this B file out. A family friend has a birthday today. Really? I mentioned during the birthdays, yes. Emily Chapman, dear oh. close friend of my family, celebrates her birthday today. So there's a short out I for you. Short, just, you know, because she's wonderful. Didn't and she uh, intern here for a Happy birthday. No, she did not intern oh. her for a stretch. What am I thinking of? Uh, I don't know. I, there, was a, were, you know there was a Chapman here, Preston. God, maybe she did. I'm pretty did. sure she did. She did. Oh, my God. And she was no, no. good. She's a good intern. She was right. attentive. She, she um, made a real big impact on you. I uh, apparently, <laughs> yes. She she kept commenting to both you and I, Nick, how much Preston seemed to be ignoring her. But, yeah, but I mean, for the most part, she was really maybe lo- I maybe I did that on purpose so I wouldn't show favoritism oh, right. to someone I know. Oh, that's why you that. that's why you keyed her car. She we'll really needed one. a mentor. And- yeah. Police in Slovakia <laughs> say a 24 year old man named Serb was attempting to rob a gas station on the outskirts of Bratislava overnight Tuesday, and when he was trying to get money from the safe, a 36-year-old Czech woman began to perform a sex act on him, distracting him so police could catch him. That's how you do it. She took one for the team. Yeah. Uh, the woman did not work at the gas station, and police say she intervened uh, Intervened after an employee ran outside to call police. I'm going to make a withdrawal. Officers <laughs> noted the man put up a stiff resistance. Uh-huh. There it is. And that uh, that coercive measure uh, that coercive measures were used against him. By she the way. could see his balls. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait, that's not very. No, that's very, not, no. No. it's just right out in the open. Yeah, it's just it's an obvious statement. Here's a story out of Oklahoma. A family, and by the way, I think it was uh, <laughs> Julia Chapman that was our our intern. Not Emily. Not Emily. Are they sisters? They are. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> we need to right. get a verification. I just, a- I just texted. Uh, the dad, the father. Oh, Will? Will. Oh, great. The dad. A family said that they are fed up, an Oklahoma family, after dealing with a near-constant vibration in their home as a drilling rig sits 1,200 feet from it. What the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Starks said it's been tough. Uh, it's been more than a minor annoyance. Uh, according to the Starks, uh, the rig has been around for about two and a half weeks. He said it vibrates nearly all the time, trembling their home, and it's become too much. Uh, Starks recorded a video that can be seen uh, uh, that can be seen uh, of a water bottle vibrating on a nightstand in his and his wife's room. Uh, the whole house vibrates to an extent, and according to Starks, it's too much to stand especially in rooms where they sleep at times. So he said you, uh, he and his family have been forced to sleep in the living room. Are you like me? I'm, I'm acutely aware of external sounds and if there's something... Oh, yeah. Like, like they, they were repairing... They were doing road repair work for a while in the summer. Yep. And I'm like, uh, you'd hear it. It was a low hum, but it was driving me crazy. Yep, yeah. I absolutely am. 
Uh, Starks used a seismograph to record the rumblings in his home. He actually went and got a seismograph. Wow. Uh, the rig is owned by EOG Resources. The statement said, The people and communities where we operate are important to us, so in addition to complying with state and local ordinances and regulations, we seek to be transparent about our operations and identify opportunities to minimize any impact that we might have. Uh, Stark said that he has no issues with the oil industry at all. However, he says he wants something to be done so he and his family can live in tranquility with no more trembling. Break, break, break. What? What? Break. What's it? What's going happen? We go now to our field reporter, Preston Ellie, with a development in the Chapman saga. <laughs> we confirmed it? that it was in the summer of 2017. Julia Chapman. Okay. Is our intern, okay. not Emily Chapman, the birthday girl. Preston is vindicated, yes. and the story stands. Back to you in the studio, Steve. Thank you. We now resume the bizarre file already in progress. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, you should have been like mid-story. Yeah. Some people seem to take joy in torturing themselves. Mike Jack of Canada down three Carolina Reaper chilies, the hottest chili peppers oh. in the world, in 9.72 seconds to break a world record. Mm. People don't realize you could die yeah. Yeah, from Guinness, that. Yes. Guinness World Record shared a video of the attempt taking place in London, Ontario. Uh, per Guinness rules, each pepper weighed a minimum of 0.18 ounces. And Jack provided a certificate verifying that the peppers were, in fact, California Reapers. By the way, in the uh, Netflix series, uh, We Are Champions, yeah. they do a chili-eating episode. It is so hard to watch. Oh. And these are the best of the yeah. best in right. the world that are doing this. And it's crazy to watch them eat these things because you just know they're excruciatingly painful. You remember the Stallone movie over the pepper. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. All right, so that guy uh, broke the world record. Uh, all right, this is a horrible story. We'll have to do one after this, though. But uh, in Lake Charles, Louisiana, a sheriff's deputy died on Sunday when his wife went to meet with a cemetery. She was shocked to hear that her husband couldn't be buried there. As it turns out, Oakland Springs Cemetery in Oberlin only allows certain races to be buried there. Deputy Daryl Semyon was diagnosed with cancer in December. The last month and nine days of his life, Semyon talked with his family about burial plans, telling them that he wanted to be laid to rest at Oakland Springs Cemetery because it was uh, close to their home. And the widow, Carla, said it was in their bylaws that the cemetery was whites only. How can that? Well, okay. She said, I just kind of looked at her, and she said, there's no coloreds allowed. How can that, how can that, first off, that can't be legal. She said it blatantly, with no remorse, I can't sell you a plot for your husband. Uh, the president of the Cemetery Association in that area, Craig uh, v- uh, Vizena, uh, outlined the clause in their bylaws, which says the right of burial of the remains of white human beings. It's a cemetery contract, which he says dates back to the 1950s. He said, it never came up. I take full responsibility for that. I've been the president of this board for several years now. I take full responsibility for not reading the bylaws. Uh, the uh, Semyon family said that uh, the anger they felt from racial remarks combined with the grief of the losing a loved one is just too much for them to process. Uh, the family says they called around to other cemeteries, double-checking if they accepted any kind of body, which it uh, be white, black, or Hispanic. Uh, the Semyon family said the cemetery president attempted to rectify the problem by changing the bylaws. However, they said nothing can change the fact that they were initially denied based on skin color. So That is illegal, correct? The, well, the cemetery, I don't know, Steve. Um, it the, has to be. The cemetery board have... members said they will try to make a decision this week to resolve the issue, but I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, there are old laws on the books that are ridiculous, that, that outlaw, you know, 
sodomy and things like that or, or arm wrestling, gay relationships and things. Uh, so they exist in, yeah. in places. So I, I don't know what the story is on that. Right. All right, so let's end with something A little else. better than that. Yes. Uh, all right, how about this? Uh, people for the Ethical Treatment of Animals demanded this week that people stop using speciest terms such as chicken, pig, okay. or rat as insults for humans. We're here. We're chickens. Get used to it. <laughs> um this is, Gene. this is where Peter starts to lose people. Yeah, yeah. And, and like even yeah. the staunchest Start, are yeah. saying, okay, come on, come on, come knock it off. The, the PETA tweet was so widely <laughs> mocked online that it soon boasted an embarrassing ratio of almost 11,000 comments and just and to just over 3,000 likes. Hey, hey, ho, ho, cluck, cluck. As, a, <laughs> as of Thursday morning, calling someone an animal is an insult. And it uh, reinforces the myth that humans are superior to other animals and justified in violating them, the Animal Rights Advocacy Group. Uh, said uh, in its call to action, stand up for justice by rejecting supremacist language. Now, PETA's social media reps also included a chart detailing the human uh, supremacist te- uh, terminology and suggested alternative language such as using coward instead of chicken, snitch instead of rat, jerk rather than snake, repulsive rather than pig, and lazy to cast aspirations onto someone with sloth-like tendencies. Somebody actually pointed out that the sloth was actually named after <laughs> laziness, right, not right, the yeah, other way yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. It didn't take on that term because of the animal. So anyhow, uh, even staunch vegans found yeah. Peter's tweet difficult to digest as well. So they said that it was almost a bit makes much. you think they're not taking it serious. And that is what we have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, uh, let's see. You got five minutes left to get the word prize over to us if you want to win that prize of five hundred dollars. It's no sad dough. Three ways for you to do it. Text it to our short code, which is 45911, or through the MMR app or WMMR.com. But the word, once again, is prize. P-R-I-Z-E. Good luck to you. We have coming up a little bit later this morning, uh, Philly hockey legend Bill, Bill Clement, who recently retired. Yeah. We're going to talk to him in a bit. We have some other things coming up. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Steven's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24-karat gold dipped Twinkle Twinkle Rose is here. Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Steven's exclusive Twinkle Twinkle Rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Steven's famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Shop Play Win Monopoly starts March 3rd at Acme. Get ahead of the game and download the app before March 3rd and earn five bonus tickets, 10 tokens added to your Shop Play Win account, and entry to win a $25 grocery gift card. Every ticket wins a prize, money saving offers, or tokens for sweepstakes. Download the Shop Play Win app to play today. No purchase necessary. See rules at shopplaywin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So I'm um, I'm shuffling something up here. We haven't done this in a little while, and I think this is kind of a fun little adventure. Stack o' toppings. Stack o' toppings. All right, so it's time for the stack of toppings. Pack of sacks and sacks of the wax. I've got Ooh. some scrap paper that, from time to time, I will jot. 
Scott thinks is that our official Studio City in Hollywood. It's time for Stack of Topics with your host, Preston Elliott. Thank you, Gene. All right. Uh, so I've got all of these topics here, and we'll... Thank you, thank you. We will randomly pull one out, and then we will see... Oh, it's so sexy. Good crowd today. You know what we need? Hold on a second. We need, because that last one (laughs) made me think of uh, Saved by the Bell when they would kiss. Oh. Yeah, we need that. Marissa, (laughs) can you see if you can find that for us? We have. Uh, Yeah, but I want the more. All right. uh, So anyhow, yes. Uh, I've got a stack of topics here, and uh, who wants to pick? Who feels... Uh, you know what? Been... Kathy has had an incredible run, Preston, but perhaps it's time to, to go out on that wire and, and take a chance. Should we have the uh, the other lady in Yeah, our, I our think crew? the women oh, have yeah. the touch. I know. She's getting the woo. That's okay. She can come in here for a second. Get in here. Yeah, get, pause get the woo, sir. Get in here. Oh, Marissa. Ew. Ladies and gentlemen, Marissa Magnata. Okay, she's well, she's saying one second. Oh. Get in here, you. Here, let go ahead. You just run your finger across them. I'll tell you when to stop. No, I want, I want her to. to oh, have, I want her she's to very, get she's very. She likes to take command in the bedroom. All right, Marissa, was that it already? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Play it again, Case. Okay. You wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> we need to bring the volume up a little bit on it. Okay, Marissa, pick a topic, please. Any topic. Uh, I like. This one. Okay, let's see what we get here. Oh, do I read it? Yeah, no, sure. Right. Uh, well, you got here. Well, maybe press it on the stand a bit, but go ahead. Have you ever had to jump out of a window? Ah, okay. Oh, all right. right. Have you ever had to jump out of a window? And I don't remember <laughs> when I wrote this down, but it has a big coffee stain on it here. Okay. Uh-huh. So you were maybe you were fleeing coffee. No, I think it was, it might have been a story from um, uh, a fire. Uh, that had taken place, uh, and somebody had to uh, like catch someone who jumped out of a window or something along those lines, or maybe you had, um, you know, so the the oh Lord Jesus is so far. The uh, uh, the gal's dad came home, and you had to yeah. jump out the window. Didn't you have to do that one they time? Did Nick? That. Yeah, he snuck into a window. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that was the way of, of uh, professing my love for her was by climbing through the window okay. and then realizing that she wasn't home. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I believe one day it'll generate a show topic. He I, I, was there, uh, and uh, turns out, uh, dude owned a shotgun. Wow, found that out later. Wow. So if you've ever had a moment where you've had to to jump out a window, because I know that I've certainly looked out of even like a second floor window, like my bedroom window when yeah. I was a kid, and I'm like, it's up there. I could probably do it. Yeah, <laughs> I could probably do it. And I yeah. never had the balls to do it. Of course, I would have broke yeah, no. something, you know? Uh, so mine wasn't like a dire situation. I didn't have to jump out the window. We just did. Uh, we were leaving a bar in the city, and uh, it was it was like a decent jump down mm-hmm. uh so we made tim graham go outside and catch us what it was me it was me and my college friend tim's really tall i mean yeah, yeah. yeah he could do it he's yeah. like six four i mean not a jump that would have hurt us i mean i don't think it would have felt good but i don't think we would have broken anything but um yeah we so uh we made tim go outside the window and uh catch us as we came and as it was me and my friend from college uh, and as she was coming out of the window, her neighbor uh, that she grew up uh, down the street from was walking by as she was leaving the bar out the window. <laughs> we were like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. That that, that creates a bad... I mean, the classic, though, and, and we just had one recently. I think it was in, in Russia where the guy was outside the window. The husband had come home. Yeah. And somebody was catching <laughs> it. And, and the husband's reaching as the guy is trying to let go. And it's the standard for window jumping. I did once from the second story. Okay, uh, just to for see. fun. 
Just for fun. As a kid? Got or? out on the edge as a kid <gasps> okay. and did it, and it was fine. Okay. Uh, onto a soft lawn, and it okay. was fine. It was fine. All right. Yeah. How old were you? I think I was 28. No, I think I was uh, 16, 15. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, we would, uh, we'd kind of, uh, you could get onto my garage roof pretty easily. Uh, and we would Same. jump, we would jump off of that, but, but we would, we'd hang down right. first. So you'd, you know, at least cut off some of the distance as opposed to being standing on the roof, jumping off. Yeah. We would do, we had a hill on this, a grassy, you know, knoll on the side of the house. Right. And we, you could jump off and, and that's why the jackass stuff resonated when we first started yeah. seeing it, because it's like, I bet you could do that. A lot of that stuff was pretty loony that we were doing, but we, we yeah. you know, you, you're also lighter, and yeah. so the 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 impact coming down on your ankles and right. knees weren't you know as severe right, as it right, would yeah. be today. Right, press you wouldn't have been allowed in the jumpers club if uh, if you tried to do that with us because there was no way you were hanging out of a window. You that had, wasn't allowed. No, from God, the uh, no. jumpers club. Have no you ever way. dove head first out of a window? Never. Yeah, <laughs> never. that would be. <laughs> I would love to hear the scenario that led you to jump out of a window head, head first. first. <laughs> we, we saw it happen with the jackasker the first time we met him. Let me go to uh, Mary Lou. Hello, Mary Lou. Hi, Preston. How are you, dear? Good. Uh, so you had to jump out of a window. Yes, I did. It was about 40 years ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. Some creepy guy followed me home from the skating rink. I mean, this this guy had been like being strange with me all the time. So I knew he followed me, you know, right behind my car, right down my street. I'm like, oh, my God. So I get to my house, and I tell my parents, this really weird guy just followed me home. And he's, he's getting out of his car, and he's coming up. He's, he wants to knock on the door. So uh, I said, don't let him in. They let him in. Why they let a guy? This is insane. Like, not even a true story, but it is. It's so weird. It doesn't even sound... They let him in. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I ran, and I locked myself in the bathroom. That's how mature I was. Well, okay, so we're going to have to have some facts here. Yeah. You've come home and just told your parents that a creep has followed you home. So wait, so when you pose that to them and he knocks on the door, what would possess them to let him into the house? I have no idea. I don't think I've ever forgiven them, actually. No, and no, nor should you. Wow. So then I locked myself in the bathroom. He, they proceeded to let him in, and he's knocking on the door, knocking on the door. I <laughs> Sweetie, someone with this strange man wants to have sex with you. I open up the bathroom window, throw my purse out the window. I still have my purse because I, you know, pulled in, whatever. I, I threw the purse out, jumped out. It was a high window, too. And he let, this is the weird, okay, so I jump in my car. I don't even turn my lights on. Turn the car on, and I go to my grandmother's, and I call my mother. She uh, goes, aren't you in the bathroom? I'm like, no, I'm a uh, There's, there's okay. 900 different levels at which this makes no sense. Yeah, so, all right, for, for, a couple, hold on, Mary Lou, a couple of questions. How, how old were you at the time? I was about 17 years 17 old. 17 years old. All right, and then how did this follow up with your parents? How, I, I just... Talked to my mother on the phone. She goes, "Aren't you in the bathroom?" I said, "No, I'm not in the bathroom." I said, "I just." She couldn't believe it. I said, "And I'm at I'm at grandma's house. What the hell are you doing?" I said, "Why did you let him in?" And oh well, you know, he looks like a nice guy. I'm like, "Oh my god," you know, that's just the kind of parent. Uh, all right, well, l- let me jump in here for a second, yeah. Mary Lou, as I make yeah. trying to make sense of this lunacy. Yeah. Did they, by any yeah. chance, did they by any chance think he was like somebody you knew who was like you're on a date with or whatever? Maybe like, why don't you just believe what I'm, t- I'm telling you? Exactly. I generally trust my daughter, daughter. when she tells me that somebody's creepy and keep him out. Yeah, it's a guy, but he looked nice, so we took his side. Yeah. So creepy, but 
like I said, oh, we look like a nice guy. And, he, and we were talking to him. And I was like, what? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just been kind of a crazy life with that kind of stuff. No support. Do you remind God. them of this from time to time? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. So they're like, they don't remember anything. Make sure you abandon them at some point. All right, so real quick, though, they let him into your house. What did they say? What did he say to them? What did they say to him? I don't know because I had locked myself in the bathroom. And you don't know how long he was in the house? He was in the house. They let him in. He was in the house. All right, this is Mary Lou. This is beyond loony. Stay away from these people. They're abuse pets. All right. All right. Thanks, Mary Lou. That's a whole that's a whole show in and of itself. The 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 jumping out the window was the smallest part of that story. If Carolyn would have come home and say, There's someone following me home from the park. Well let's hear him out. Let's let's sit sit down. We haven't heard his side of the story. Come on in, son. Have a seat here. Wow. Uh let me go to Devin. Good morning, Devin. Hi, Biz Mitches. How are we? (laughs) Biz Mitches. Not much. What's up? Hey, so this is the Devin from the camp out that was hanging out the top of her car. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice to hear from you. You guys, too. So when I was about 15, my dad was a firefighter. He went to the Square Bar in Westchester to have some drinks with his firehouse buddies. So a girlfriend of mine, her mom got us some beer, and we went back to my house, and we were drinking. Well, my dad came home early, and it was an absolute S show. So we, my girlfriends were jumping out the window. Her mom jumped out the window. So I didn't want to be there with him. So I jumped out the window. Right, hold, 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 hold one second, Devin. Your mom jumped out the window? No, my, my girlfriend's mom, the uh, one that got us the beer. She uh, was with, with why didn't you show. drink at her house if her mom was already cool with <laughs> yeah, you guys well, drinking? Because my dad was, look, I just always wanted to be that kid. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, all right. So, so anyway, I jumped out the window, too. We drove around for a couple hours. I ended up going back to my girlfriend's house, the another girlfriend, because her parents were cool. We figured we could go there and hang out. My dad's truck was in the driveway. He never really liked her, so I assumed he thought that I was with her. He got there before us, was already drunk. They gave him a bunch of coffee to calm him down. So by the time we got in, it wasn't a murder scene. And it was it was something else. I was around it for the longest time I think I ever remember. Hey, is what was one of your friends Mary Lou by any chance? I don't know, but here's your dad driving around hammered looking for you. Oh, my God. I ended up at her house. I almost almost jumped out the car and ran. It was a nightmare. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, sorry, Devin. For a second, as Devin was telling her story, I think this is going to be the one who jumped out the window head first. Wow. And it was the first war, so I could have. Yeah. And the mom jumped out the window. And the mom jumped out the window, too. It was good times. And both of them are now in heaven, and I'm sure they're laughing about it now. All right. Thank you, Devin. Did you, you guys, uh, take care. Just on a side tangent here, Preston. Did, did you? Was there a party mom in your in your um, circle growing up, or well, not, party not, parents? Yeah, there, there were people that were cooler with yeah. it. Um, yes, and not that they were promoting. Hey, right. we'll we'll do, we'll do this. But there there were some parents where it was easier to get away with right. having some drinks uh, if if you wanted to. And it was yeah. never for for me. It was never during high school. Uh, it was um, grammar school. No, yeah, like, no, no it, it was in between high school. Yeah, yeah, was, and, and, yeah. That that uh, that between the Roaring Twenties. Well, when you're already you're you're in college, you know, yes. you're, you're you're you've graduated from high school. Yeah, you're on the doorstep of adulthood. So yeah, there were that 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 was a time when there was some lenience. A lot of times it was presented as I'd rather have you do it here. Yeah, with yeah. adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I'd rather uh, have you have sex with us. All right, here's, I think this sounds like one uh, diving out. And, and by the way, the, the, we're doing uh, Stacko Topics, and the one that was chosen was, has, have you ever had to jump out of a window? Uh, so I'm going to go to Bob. He may have dove headfirst. I'm not sure. Hey, Bob, good morning. Good morning, it's our... Good morning mm-hmm. it to you. What's up, Bob? All right, so I do maintenance for a living. I do. Uh, I walk into a ton of random places all the time, and I knock on the door. And the worst thing is you go in, and everything's silent, and everything's fine. You go in. I'm working on the sink. I'm down on my knees underneath the sink, and all of a sudden I feel a dog breathing on the back of my neck. Oh, oh. my God. Okay. A large dog to my boot. So I, like, basically pinned myself into a corner between the dog and a trash can and he is he's a large pit bull and he's shredding the trash can trying to get to me wow yeah it was bad um so i called the other maintenance guys on my phone said get here and distract this dog luckily they were like right downstairs they come running up and our second floor i had to literally dive through and a screen window it was a it was a nice like spring day so the windows were open second floor i literally like stuntman dove out the window head first oh oh, completely like swan dive and i landed on the ground so hard i mean just splattered but it was such a better option dude you didn't once once a dog is in attack mode like that they could shred you yeah oh I'm in his space, man. He yeah. doesn't yeah. know. He's, yeah. like, right. he's doing his job. So, Bob, you you and I would assume if if you dive headfirst out a window, you're going to have to do that kind of tuck and roll thing. Did you end up? I uh, totally didn't. I splattered. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> I splattered. And then, worst of all, I had to go back and fix the window. Uh, <laughs> any, injury, any any injuries? No, not really. Good. Just uh, a lot of hurt pride. Yep, yeah. exactly. All right, Bob. Thanks. You, you know, you, that, that process of diving and diving forward, really, this is a brief period of my time when I entered the, entertained the notion of doing stunts and things of that nature because I love doing that sort yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we did the thing where you guys were diving through the cups at the uh, at the camp out for Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> Nick Nick has a very, it's a good shot. It doesn't quite complete it, but he's going for the oh, dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, when they were catching the football? That was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a really fun <laughs> I time. That. I enjoyed yeah. that. All right, let me go to Ken next. Hey, Ken, good morning. Good morning, all. How are you? Good, Ken. All right, your story of having to uh, jump out a window. Yeah, 30 years ago, I'm back home in Indiana, PA, at IEP at a college party on a Friday night. Meet this girl in... You know, soon after I met her, she had to run, but we made arrangements to meet up Saturday night. So Saturday night, I was like, well, listen, I got to work, but we'll, we'll, we'll meet up afterwards. So it's about 10 o'clock, I get off work at Dairy Queen, mind you. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I know. Blizzards. <laughs> and I, I go over to her place, and she's sitting there, and her, her friend and her boyfriend are sitting there. Two seconds in, her boyfriend, uh, her friend and her boyfriend go upstairs, and she's me and her. So for about, an hour, <laughs> for about like an hour, hour and a half, we're, we're just you know hanging out on the couch because I was too afraid to go upstairs because I was a virgin. Okay. So finally, I, 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 I <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get the balls, go upstairs. Literally ten minutes later, the, the front door opens. She's like, "Crap, it's my mom." I'm like. <gasps> So I literally I scoop up my Dairy Queen uniform, <laughs> jump out her window, 
would buck naked, get in my car, and drive home. Wow. You were buck naked when you came out the window. Now, I assume you did not dive head first. You had to, you should probably shimmy to the edge and, and jumped out, correct? Yeah, there was there was a porch roof that I was able to, to, to shimmy on, and, and obviously it was, you know, like a, you know, eight foot drop or whatever, but there's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, naked, we hold my Dairy Queen uniform. <laughs> <laughs> I love wow. it. Thanks, Ken. Steve, it reminds me there was a movie uh, called Breathless. I think it was the name yeah. of it. Oh, yeah, with, uh, with uh, um, Richard uh, Gere. Uh, and then I'm thinking of the wrong title because okay. uh, uh, Kelly Preston was in. It was one of her first movies. Uh, she and um, you'd recognize uh, the guy. He was he was a kid from On Golden Pond. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, and, yeah anyhow, I do. Remember. Oh it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a teen sex comedy. Yeah, they yeah. they have sex and the mom comes home. Yes, I remember this. And he has to go out the window <laughs> and he's he's hanging by one arm from the roof trying to pull his pants on. Yeah, it's hilarious. But you can get caught in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go to, let's go to, uh, Rich. Hey, Rich, good morning. Good morning, it. Hey, good morning, it. What's up, buddy? Uh, when I was about, I think it was 10 or 11 years old, uh, me and a buddy of mine were breaking windows at some houses that they were building up the street, and, uh, my mom ended up catching wind of, hey, these guys are breaking windows. Mm -hmm. One neighbor's called. She got a hold of me said I'm gonna wait until I tell your father when he gets home and my dad got home and she didn't even wait till he crossed the top of the steps to tell him and all I heard was gosh dang it boy <laughs> so my next course of action was well maybe if I jump out the window <laughs> he won't be able to catch me <laughs> and I'll be free yeah so went to go and jump out the window and feet first took off running and all he did was stick his head out the window and said you gotta come home at some point <laughs> <laughs> He had a point. No yeah. getting around that, man. <laughs> at, the end of the, at the end of the day, ended up tweaking my ankle and getting uh, getting a raw raw rear end. Yeah, I'll yeah. bet. I'll bet. All right, thanks, Rich. Appreciate thanks, it, man. Uh, I have next. I have uh, Brant. I'll bet this has happened a few times. Brant, you're on the air. Good morning. What's going on, fellas? Yo, buddy. What's your story about jumping out a window? All right. Well, look. I was on a lacrosse team uh, when I was in high school, and my dad just happened to be the coach. Now, my buddy was throwing a big-ass party just down the street from our place, and there just happened to be just about the entire starting lineup of the team was there. Mm -hmm. So my parents, they were on their way home. This is a Friday night. We had a game the next day. Mm -hmm. So they were driving home, and they just happened to see this rager going on at my friend's house. So my dad goes down to our house, comes walking back down, and the first thing he sees is his goalie, who was drunker than hell, standing in the middle of the road. Hey, coach, how's it going? Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't give a shit uh, right. about anything, and okay. he goes and basically walks in the front door, and you just hear somebody say, Coach Aubrey's out here. Next thing you know, there's probably about 20 of us all jumping out the back windows. I jumped out a window and happened to turn back and just see guys pouring out of these back windows, all running and taking off into the woods. Because <laughs> they didn't want coaches to <laughs> yeah, see him. Yeah. You guys had to play, and he would have cut. He would have uh, suspended him from the oh, team. Yeah. He he pretty much knew what was going on because, like, he went in there. There was a rager going on, and next thing you know, half of the population of the party is pretty much gone. To wow. see that happen, to see, like, a like a house evacuate that way. I've only seen it once or twice in my life where, where the, the party gets called or someone comes home with a Cops come. Yep, and it's it's an amazing bit of acrobatics. Oh, it definitely is. It definitely is. Like I was seeing guys, like you were saying, coming head first out of bathroom windows, <laughs> second story, 
busting through screens. It, it, it was just to try and get away from him. Wow, that's and funny. Practice was held. Practice was held the next time. Oh, I'm sure he mm-hmm. let you guys yeah. have it. Wow. All right, oh, thanks, Brad. Uh, I've, I've seen that. I saw that scene play out many, times. many times. Yeah. And I and, was a non-drinker. So I was, I was I rarely at parties like that, but I mean, anybody with any, any social life, that was kind of the norm, right? It was, it was always cops yeah. uh, in, in my case, because the parents were, nobody dared to do it. If the parents like just went out, like the parents were out of town. Right. And so the, uh, the party would happen. Like, so it would be the police. Like in Japan, for example, or wherever. Right. Where we, well, yeah. <laughs> my parents were in, yeah, in Japan. <laughs> uh, I called, I called the cops myself. On that party, because it because it got out of hand. Wow, that and is they, a, that's a common technique. And there were people there that I did not know. Yeah, and that's when and and some older people. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. something wow. could happen here. And I'm pretty sure one of my dad's guns got stolen that Ooh. night. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it because he he didn't realize it was it was a hunting rifle, and he didn't realize that he hadn't gone hunting in years until a few years later that his his thirty out six was missing, and it probably was that night. I can't Jeez. see when it would, but anyhow, Jeez. I call the cops. I'm yeah. like, they got there. I'm like, I live here. There's a bunch of people here I don't want here. And I didn't get in trouble or anything. Right. No, weed is missing. Yeah, yeah. weed's gone, and they they have firearms. We used to pretend like we would say we call you know, oh cops are coming five zero five zero and then everybody would scatter five and like oh, our our oh. little oh are you kidding that's what they used that to yell that was the code that was yeah. the code five zero yeah, and then like a little older mine would be streets of San Francisco streets of San Francisco <laughs> yeah. and then like the the ten people in on it would just stay there we'd be like all right cleared it out wow uh, <laughs> let me go to uh, here's another one. we're dough head first out a window I'm gonna go to Ryan hey Ryan good morning we jumped out a window <laughs> <laughs> what's your story man. That's from uh, Big Hero 6. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. That's uh, Bay- uh, Baymax yeah, says Baymax. that. Yeah. Yeah, so we would uh, we would frequently be sneaking in and out our window late at night while our parents were asleep. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so the one night our friend Elroy uh, came over, and he was inside the house. My parents woke up. We heard him coming. And he pulled a Superman dive straight out the window into a roll, <laughs> right, right as my dad busted through the door. And, you know, we got in big-time trouble and stuff, but... I, I, he he actually escaped with only like a tiny little scrape on his shoulder after like a five foot drop through wow. the diving head first through the window. <laughs> did your dad see him jumping, or was he able to yeah, elude him? He oh, he did. Through. All right. No, he came through right as his legs were like sucking through the window. <laughs> I mean, that's jumping out a a window head first. Mm. That ain't easy to do. Because your your legs are going to be kicking up, yes. yeah. and you could they could catch you on the way out, right. and then that's going to be disaster. Or you just completely misjudge it and you bang <laughs> right into it. Yeah. You've got and, to um, you've got to get a good head of speed, yep. and as you start to do, you have to sort of as you say, arch your feet up a little bit so you don't catch because you're going to start to fall the second you jump. Yeah, you yeah. know. One time, uh, one time, my brother had the opposite end of that too. He was trying to sneak back in through the window and got pulled in by his hair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Harsh. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, Ryan. I've had I to go. That. I've had to go in windows. I've had to climb up and go into a window. I've before, done that, yeah, uh, but never jump out of one because you needed to get out right away. Uh, let me go to uh, yeah. Let me go to Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne, good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, <laughs> sir. By the way, those coffee mugs are available at wmmr.com. All right, what's your story, dude? All right, uh, when I was about 16 in high school in Delco, uh, I went to Ridley. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, I knew we were. We were at a little, uh, well, it wasn't little, it was a big part party in a little apartment. And um, second floor, only one way in and out. And uh, the cops end up coming. Um, there's the amount of people to where it's hard to walk around in the apartment. You know? Okay, that, that, so, that jammed. 
Yeah, pretty jammed. And uh, we're in this tiny kitchen. Uh, that's where me and my buddies are. And my one boy, he's about to put his face on the coil stove, the ones that turn red, the electric stove. Oh, my God. For oh $100. And, For $100. And, and I look there you up, go. I, I look up, yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. I look up and the cops bust through the door, and that's the first thing they see is this guy about to put his face on the, on the stove. And then I'm like, oh, man. So I, I turn around, and my buddy... He opens the window, second floor window, and just Superman's out immediately. He doesn't even think twice. You know. Oh my God, that's insane! Yeah, I'm man. sorry. I, I I would not I would not have been deterred by the police. I would have wanted to see the guy fry right. his face yeah. on the yeah. wall. Hang on, officer. Yeah, yeah. After that, my my thing wasn't about getting away from the cops. It was about getting out to make sure my buddy was still alive. Because the way he, he went out, I thought he was going to break his neck. You yeah, know? yeah. So Were these the red I, cop cars by any chance? Yes, it was absolutely the red cop cars. Okay. And um, so I go to the bedroom, close the door, shut the lights off, and kind of like go out the window and like hang down the brake, you know, cut out some of the fall. And uh, I ended up rolling my ankle, but I was cool. I, I, I was really confused because my boy wasn't there. He, there was nobody laying there. So I, and I, I run, so I run across, limping across Fair, uh, McDade Boulevard to the Dunkin' Donuts at Fairview McDade. And um, I hide in there for a minute. And the, the, the thing about it is the cops just broke up the party. Nobody even got arrested. Oh, so, really? You went in there to just, did you say to them? Did you say to them, did you see anybody here with a weird tattoo on their face? No. Yeah. No. It wasn't that people didn't get tattoos on their face until after they got out. Of no, right. so, so real quick, Dwayne, I'm, I'm getting a text message from a friend of mine. I'm not going to say any names. Um, but the party, was it thrown by a girl? No. Okay. okay. All, all right. right. All right. So my friend was like, I think this was my daughter's party. Secret <laughs> party where yeah. somebody tried to burn no. their face on a stove on purpose on a bed and then jumped out the window. <laughs> the old no, Delco this story. Was, this, was, this was the early 2000s. Okay. okay. When that was um, all the rage. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Go ahead. You have what one else? Story? Story? Oh, he's... I, I ended, I, anyway, I ended up going back into the apartment after the cops left, and my buddy who supermaned out the window <laughs> is there laying in the on the floor screaming, crying, and I look at his wrist, and it looks like a Z. Oh. You know, it, 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 he, so he, he completely <laughs> cracked his wrist. That's wow. a hell of a night. So That's... I, I Have I got a girl for you, Mary Lou? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I, no, nothing. What's the wrap up here, Dwayne? Go ahead. All right. Anyway, I, I uh, put him in the car and drove him to Taylor Hospital, and uh, that was about it. But that was the story. Thanks, guys. That is yeah. a hell of a story, Dwayne. Dwayne, well, did you? Um, well worth sharing. Yeah, I what? was wondering if Dwayne maybe hopped over to Midget Town uh, while uh, your buddy <laughs> was at Taylor Hospital because Midget Town's right across the street from Taylor Hospital. Is it? Uh, I was I was just in the waiting room doing wheelies on the uh, with the with the uh, wheelchair. wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah, that's what All you right. do. Thanks, Dwayne. Like the most Delco wow. story ever. Yeah, people are texting in that very phrase. <laughs> wow. All right, do I have time for one more? Yeah. All right, let me go. I don't know, man. You kind of want to end on a... On a <laughs> I, it's yeah. pretty big, but let me let me go to this one. I'm going to go to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Buenos dias, bitches. Hey, buenos dias. What's up, man? All right, so I'm about to put my face on this stove. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, for real, for real. All right. So, uh, I'm trying to get 
phone. Let's go Mary Lou home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are some crazy-ass stories. I'm at a party at, at Kutztown University, and uh, the bottom floor has like a million people on it. And the ba- uh, upstairs is the bathroom. So I head upstairs to use the bathroom, and I hear, oh, the cops are coming. The cops are coming. So you hear the cops walk in the door, and I'm on the second floor. So I open the window, and I go to jump out. But what I fail to realize is there are Dilco doors under the window. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my. And, and said Dilco doors just happened to be open. Oh, my. Oh, no. Are you serious? <laughs> so I jump out of the window and land in the basement. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. a cop face. He's like, where did you come from? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and I twisted my ankle, but I didn't end up getting it underage because the cop was actually cool about it. He said, you put a lot of work into that. Uh, so I'm not so, going to give you a, an underage. So, Brian, when you jumped out, so we, as you jumped out, you jumped into the basement. <laughs> you, you had to hit the stairs. Uh, Yeah, but, like, I'm, the cops are down there in the basement clearing everyone out. Oh, all right, I, all right. I twisted my ankle and everything, but I looked directly at a cop, and he's like, where did you come from? <laughs> Brian, what, what county did this take place in? It was in Cutstown. So it was in Cutstown. Okay, yeah. that's right. So not, yeah, it doesn't fall in the... I, the, You were the only wow. person I've ever heard of to jump out of the house and into the house at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right, guys. Have a good all right, day. see you later, Brian. Wow, man. Okay. Good stories there, and I think we probably just scratched the surface. <laughs> I, I think know. that it welcomes itself to unbelievable circumstances where you actually have to jump out of a window at some point in time. Well, thank you for the calls. We appreciate it. You know what? And uh, we award good things with good prizes, like turkey bacon. I love How turkey about bacon. that? Caller number 10, I want to give you a six-pack of coupons, good for six full-size packages of Godshalls turkey bacon. And don't forget, you can go to godshalls.com to check out Brian Westbrook's recipe. Uh, for halftime meatball bites. Uh, so 215-263-WMMR. Call number 10. We're going to set you up. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. The one and only Mr. Bill Clement will be joining us when we return. Stay put. 93.3WMMR. Now available at radio.com. While supplies last. We are going to welcome a guest to the show who, uh, well... Bittersweet news to hear. Listen, you like to hear when people are ready to move on to the next chapter in their life. Uh, but he's done such an amazing job and has such a strong history here in Philadelphia. It's you sad. know what? Sad, sad, sad. I say good riddance. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. A different take. No. no. We're, we're, this really sucks. It's, it's really sad. Yep. So uh, he is. he's in the world of retirement now. Please give some love to Bill Chainsaw yeah. Clements oh. on the Preston and Steve show. Good morning, Bill. <laughs> Hey, good morning. I, I think in about six months, uh, people will be saying, you know, I'll, I'll never forget good old what's-his-name. <laughs> I, I seriously doubt that. Uh, so I have to ask right off the bat, and I conjecture this, is this a full comprehensive retirement? I have to assume you're going to be doing something that is going to keep you at least a, a toe in the industry. Would I be correct? No. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Good guess, though. Yeah. Um, no, I when I you know when I decided to hang it up, I there there wasn't, you know, you. I, my dad used to say, you know, you can't be a little bit pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Either, yeah. You know, <laughs> you're you're in or you're not. And um, no, I I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get on with the next chapter of my life, and I really still, and you know, if I could be transported 
uh, into the seat to broadcast games without having to deal with Ubers and cabs and airplanes and all those other things. I, I just really, you know, got time to uh, do other things now. I'm turning 70, I mean, I'm, I, I have an arrested level of maturity, so I feel a lot <laughs> younger yeah, that. yeah. But it was a sign, you know, I, I, as soon as COVID-19, I'm great to hear the news today about Johnson & Johnson with their vaccine, but the world will normalize at some point, and I plan on getting on airplanes solely for the purpose of vacationing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Bill, you know, with this, you know, you, you had your playing career, you had your broadcast career, but does it all... Does it all feel the same though? Just you know, a a a, a life of of hockey un, under one umbrella. Can you put, can you kind of quantify it as that, or are there two really separate things? Uh, there are two really separate things with one similarity, and the similarity is is team. Yeah. Because when when we're working TV, you know, working with JJ and and work with Coachy and Karen Hatcher and travel with Tim Saunders, who's on the radio side, you kind of become a team. Our producer Brian Cooper, that's a different team. Uh, and I don't think the the feeling of the reward isn't as great, uh, nor is the feeling of the Flyers losing a game as, as seriously painful as it was as a player. So uh, they're really different. But the element that appealed to me, and I've said this to people, I, I wouldn't have made it as a tennis player or a golfer, those, the, the individual uh, sports. I'm, I'm a team my heart beats fast when groups of people accomplish really great things. And that's the similarity, but there are more differences I think than there are uh, similarities. I would think uh, off the bat that you're not going to miss having to do games in say Edmonton in February. Right. But like, Oh I'm my sh- God. You're <laughs> so right. <laughs> okay. Well, well, what people don't know about Edmonton is the freaking drive from the airport <laughs> to the city is, uh, is just about an hour long. So, <laughs> you know, if you get in there on a back-to-back night, you play in Winnipeg on a Tuesday night and then play in, in Edmonton on a Wednesday night. So you land at 1 a.m. and you don't get to the hotel till 2 a.m. So you no, I won't miss Edmonton. <laughs> okay, well, I was gonna, I was gonna try to put a positive spin on it, and then there must have been some memories uh, that that were fun and and cool. But it sounds like you're not gonna miss that at all. So maybe I'm completely wrong. No, there's a good sushi restaurant, believe it or not, in Edmonton. <laughs> okay. I mean, where else would you go for good sushi than Edmonton? Uh, yeah. Well, let me ask you. So, so you know, you, you've, you've done a lot. And, I mean, you, you have such you have a mellifluous announcery voice. You've got the chops. You could do stuff from your home. That, certainly in, in light of all the horror that has been the pandemic, uh, the stuff like, you know, remote broadcasting and, and being able to participate in things vis-a-vis Zoom and other stuff is, is now a, a real serious option. I, I mean, are you just, can do you have the ability to disconnect in that way and not do something? You know, I have so far. Okay. And we, we, we will do, uh, our Flyers alumni, Brad Marsh runs our Flyers alumni, and he's been so active during the pandemic, uh, doing different Zoom functions. We had a virtual alumni Christmas party. We did wine tasting. I mean, he's always doing something, and he usually asks me to host these things. So, you know, there there will be that element to it. Uh, But the reason I – one of the reasons I retired is because I could. And I I had people say, you know, you're going to go stir-crazy without, you know, being able to work and – I said, you know what? There aren't enough hours in the day, even now, for me. I'm I'm not a spectator. I I like to sort of stick my nose in and get working and doing all kinds of different things. So even in retirement, um, 
there still aren't enough hours in the day. And one of the reasons I retired was I could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've been very fortunate with some very fantastic advisors along the way. You know, I, I filed corporate and personal bankruptcy when I was 34. Really? Three years out of my my twelve year pro career, yeah, I got into the restaurant franchising business, so I had to build it back up, you know, starting from scratch as a guy in his mid thirties. Wow! And it went really well, and I had some some real fantastic advisors. So financially, I'm in a position that I could do it. And let's face it, that's always a consideration, did, right? Am did I you invest in GameStop yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> he, he invested in GameStop yesterday and got it all back. Mm. <laughs> hey, Bill. Uh, yeah. A question with uh, you know with with now, even though there are only so many hours in the day, but but with uh, retirement and the opportunity to maybe to explore some other things, uh, what has been on your bucket list that you you might tackle, whether it be creative or adventurous or you know, and and let's say once we get past this this COVID world that we live in, is there, are there things on the list that you want to do now that you might be able to have the opportunity to do them? Yeah, a lot of travel, uh, okay. especially we have a daughter that lives in London, England. Well, wow. We have a daughter with two kids. We have two grandkids that live in Ottawa. Our son is in Philadelphia. And um, and the, the big exciting news, one of our daughters lives with us. She has Down syndrome, and she works at a local Burger King here in uh, Waynesville, North Carolina, where we, where we live. And uh, because she's associated with, with ARC, the Association of Retarded Citizens, which really is an acronym that has to be renamed, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, today at 11 a.m., she's going to get her first uh, COVID vaccination. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, she, Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, she gets to go to the, the kind of the front of the line because she's working and, and also because she may be at a disadvantage if she contracts COVID because her, her little lungs work really hard. She rides the bike. She's in shape. She's a, she's a, a, a ray of sunshine every day and today she we told her last night when she got home from work hey tomorrow morning you're going to get your covid vaccines went, yes, yes. <laughs> nice. that's cool so listen yeah. it's, it sounds like you've got just just in family travel and experiencing all that stuff uh it, yep. is going to comprise a good portion of what you're going to do if you were to put something at the top of your travel to destination your bucket list i've got to get there at least once in my life place what would that be well, there are two places we really want to go back to uh, before we even break open new ground and new destinations. One of them is our, our favorite country to travel to is Ireland. Yeah. Uh, it's so fantastic. The people are so wonderful. And we, the cities start to look the same. You know, how many cities have I been to? How many cities have you guys been to? Yeah, Tom. We, we like a, 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 a bed and breakfast or an Airbnb that's absolutely rural outside of a little town where there's a pub, where locals go, where they serve up, you know, a decent local meal. Those are the types of things. And meeting the people that represent the country, you can go to a city and it's they're all melting pots. Right. You're going to meet people from all over the world if you go to a city. But but that's one place we want to get back to. And the other place and we want to travel with my brother and his wife who live in Montreal is the last province in Canada that I was ever able to visit. And it's the rock. It is Newfoundland. Ah. And it is the province where the, the residents are and the natives of Newfoundland are are made fun of. They're the you know, the the Polish jokes, the Newfie jokes. I mean, the. The new fees are for years. I thought, why does everybody make fun of new fees? Well, they have different dialects. They move a little slower, do do things in different ways. But they are the most down to earth, helpful, wonderful people. And I, 
can't wait to get back to Newfoundland. That's going to be, I think, our hmm. first trip. Okay. Uh, now, why? Uh, how'd you end up in uh, Waynesville, North Carolina, and have you been there for a long time? We bought in uh, September of 17, but we only moved down in May of uh, 2019. And good Great friends of ours said, you know, we think we may want to retire down here. And they lived in Bucks County, as I did, and my wife, Sissy, and said, come on, we're going to go to Asheville and look around. And that's how it started. We knew a couple of things. We wanted four seasons, right? We loved the leaves changing. Right. We we wanted a view. We're 4,000 feet up on the side of a mountain. Oh, wow. We can see forever. That's gorgeous. Uh, Yeah. The the cost of living is great. The pace and people are innately friendly. It's just it's just a natural thing to be friendly. Everything moves a little slower here, which really appeals to me. Not having to, you know, not being the the, the lab rat on the treadmill or the gerbil on the you know, whatever <laughs> on the treadmill. Um, so all of those things appeal to us, and we just kept looking. We decided on Waynesville because it's a town that has all the amenities. Ten thousand people, forty five minutes from Asheville. How how uh, how so important so good. How important was an active swingers community for so you? Oh stop it. <laughs> you know what it, it wasn't at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but then you realize how friendly people are. They are so friendly. <laughs> uh have, yeah, it, being up being four thousand feet up on the side of a mountain, it became a way of life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you have you taken to uh, to saying y'all yet? Because that's certainly a uh, a standard vernacular in the Carolinas. Y'all, I say it now and again, but I, I lived for eight years in Atlanta, and my wife's from Georgia. Okay. So oh, there you go. For me to get, yeah, it's easy for me to get back into that. Okay. Bill, have you been paying attention at all to this uh, Flyer season? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen watched every game. Okay, and uh, so they looked really good in New Jersey, and New Jersey's probably not the best team in the division, but uh, they struggled against Boston. It, I I like this team. I, I like it's. I think it's a really healthy mix of veterans. Obviously, Carter Hart, uh, and then the youth movement really seems strong. So I'm very encouraged by this team. I'm curious as to what your take is. Yeah, I'm really encouraged. And I said before the season started that the one thing I think the Flyers have that nobody else in their Eastern Division can can boast is goaltending as good as the Flyers have. I mean, Carter kind of faltered two games ago. Brian Elliott comes in. I think Brian Elliott's one of the underrated players in the league. I he really is. Yeah. He's done such a great job. So the Flyers' goaltending is there. And listen, as we know, you just have to get in, and it's a compressed season. Look, without the number one center, Sean Couturier, without one of their top four defensemen in Phil Myers, their depth is showing through. Having Nolan Patrick back, um, there's so many. And Oscar Lindblom back after his battle with cancer last year. Right. Um, there's so much to like about the team. They're young. They're well-coached. They have good goaltending. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't take your eyes off them for too long. You might miss something really special this season. Bill, speaking of the franchise, you know what? Our, our assistant program director, Chuck, was just in here before you came on, and we were talking about, or he brought up the point, how a lot of great broadcasters have come out of the Flyers organization. And does it seem, is it, uh, are, are we wrong about that, that there's a few more? I mean, because you got Boucher, you've got uh, Keith Jones, uh, Jeremy Roenick, and locally, you know, like Chris Terrian and Coetzee and all these guys that have been around for Artsy. a while. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and Scott Scott uh, Hartnell's taking a, a crack at it and doing a great job. Yeah. It, uh, do we have more out of this region than average? Does it seem? It seems so. Yeah, it, and I think it's uh, you know maybe maybe there is method to the madness of which players the Flyers sign because I don't think you can be a quality broadcaster without a, a certain amount of personality mm-hmm. to go along with it. And everybody that you just mentioned, they're all they all love to laugh. 
they all have great personalities. They're all students of the game. They see the game really well. And when people say, well, how did you get into broadcasting? I said, well, the phone rang one day, and it was ESPN asking me if I wanted to audition for a job as color analyst in 1985. And I said, oh, sure. What's the audition consist of? Because I was just trying to muddle my way through that bankruptcy, and I'd become a full-time actor. And when you have to audition for your lunch and your rent every week, right? It, you know, it, it gets a little difficult. So I said to ESPN, sure, what's the audition consist of? And they said, a live game on the air. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Trial by fire. Yeah, yeah, they plunked me in the seat, and people said, well, how do you think you won the audition? I said, well, I was able to put simple sentences together. <laughs> wow. And that was a great start. And that's, that's how it all began. But I think the guys that came through the Flyers organization, you look at all of them. They all have great senses of humor. They're all really bright. They're all really articulate. Is that by chance? Yeah, maybe, probably. But uh, I think the Flyers organization has produced more than any other organization. Now, what most of those guys don't have is your your tone, your, as yes. we call in the business, your pipes. Um, was that something you worked on, or have you always had a, a resonant uh, delivery the way you do? Yeah, that's untrained. I'll okay. tell you that. Mom, mom, dad, and the big guy upstairs uh, are, are responsible for that. I uh, Does you know, mom I have up... a voice like you? <laughs> <laughs> mom, dad was the soprano. Mom was the bass. Right. <laughs> so it all worked out. It, as long as you got what you got, why question it? Yeah. So, Bill, yeah, um, right. you and Doc Emmerich both retiring this year, and, uh, you know, have you uh, had a chance to speak with him at all? Sure have. Yeah, before I decided 100% to retire, I talked to Doc, and I said, was this preordained? Like, did you have a date circled on the calendar? He said, no. He said, as I came through, you know, different levels of my career, I would always ask older broadcasters, how, how will I know, like, how, when do you know to retire? And they just said, you'll know. And I think that's kind of the way I it, it dawned on me. Believe me, on December 20th, when I turned 70 years old, I meant I went... Oh my God, I'm 70. I have no idea how I'm supposed to feel. I feel great. I still feel young. I still act like an imbecile a lot of times. So I think I must seem younger, but now just seem the time. So, you know, Doc brought up a good point. He said, Doc, Doc said, look, I'm 74. My wife, Joyce, is a wonderful lady that I've, I've known Joyce for years. So she's the same age as I am. And actuaries maintain that by the time you're 79, one member of the couple will be taking care of the other one. Hmm. And I thought, wow, now actuaries put numbers together from data, and they're wrong a lot of the time. Yeah. But I thought, that is interesting. If they're right, I want 10 years, you know, to travel with my wife. Yeah. I don't want, you know, three or four or five. So, yeah, Doc is always so insightful. He's one of the greatest people you'll ever come across. Well, I, I, and it's a salient point to say, you know, the, the, the perception that I had of, of age and, and different ages and how I'd feel, save for some, a little bit, hopefully more wisdom and a few other things. I feel pretty much as I have for the past few decades. And, right. and, uh, and, and that's the thing. And I guess that's what you look for. My dad's 94 and he is as vital and as young minded as, um, as you can imagine. So, uh, the, what, what used to be the perception is definitely skewed differently now. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I your, your point is, is very uh, true. Why not go experience everything while you have the mobility and, and everything and the capability to do it and really yeah. embrace it? Well, one thing that I've tried to help, you know, young broadcasters and young people, they so many need some kind of wisdom dropped on them. And um, I, I try.
try to tell people, even when they're young, and especially as they're getting older, never let the kid in you die. Mm. Keep the kid alive. And for broadcasters, I, I, I try to help them and say, let the kid show through a little bit. That's great it's not advice. brain surgery, right? You're, yeah. This is entertainment and it's sports. Yeah. Have fun with it. And as you get older, don't let that kid in you get any older. Keep it alive inside forever. That is great advice. Absolutely. And, and you, you, you can tell you've got a playful side to you. And part of that is our footnote in the Bill Clement story <laughs> in that we managed to talk you out of a world-class mustache and shaved it live on the air. So we, we you know, we're going to hold on to that little bit of uh, trivia. You go ahead with that. <laughs> by, by the way, it's nice and it's back and, uh, and, and it looks pretty darn good. Well, now you need it. You're, all, in, you're hey, in the wilderness. Listen, y'all, y'all do, y'all, y'all do so much great work um, for charity and you stand for the right things. That's why it's always a pleasure to get, you know, get a chance to catch up with you. I hope the people in Philadelphia and Delaware Valley and people around the world know just how much you, you your crew, everybody in your studio brings to things uh, to the, you know, to the, to the world and it, and it needs it. And you, you all do such a great job. That's very kind. Well, the, the feeling's mutual and, and I'm going to miss you in the broadcast booth, but I just want to publicly thank you for all of the years because listening to you and Gary Thorne in the nineties do the national games and, and call the cup finals was uh, just a, a permanent part of my youth and I'll, I'll always treasure those moments and then hearing you and jj and we've really been lucky in this town to have world-class broadcasters like you like jim jackson like gene hart and and so thanks for everything you've done and contributed to philly over the years bill let's all hold hands and sing kumbaya <laughs> yes yes well on top of that listen my wife is not like the biggest uh hockey fan uh, but she just texted me she said man I-, I could listen to this guy forever um, so many interesting life twists. Thank you for that. Well, so. maybe you guys will swing with him. Well, yeah, yeah, possibly. You know what? We Up do on have the a, mountain. We have friends that live in North Carolina. Oh. <laughs> and you will never, you will never forget the experience. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh, Bill. The view. The view. <laughs> the view. The view. Yes, of course. Good. Yeah. Uh, all right, Bill. We're we're very happy for you in this next chapter in your life, and that you're happy and everything. And and we just wanted to to get on and and have a discussion about it. So thanks so much. And and hopefully we'll be talking to you in the near future for you know just to stay in touch. Yeah, you at least know where to find me. Excellent. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Bill. Bill Clement, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Take care. Yes, he's uh, hanging it up. Super nice guy, man. Uh, the epitome of a class act, as yeah. they say. Yeah. And, he, you know, he did, like, motivational speaking. Yes. And, and he's one of those guys that just has a great positive attitude. And I love that advice is don't let the kid die in you. Or as a broadcaster, make sure the kid shows up from time to time. It's like the scene in Step Brothers where, you know, I wanted to be a dinosaur. When the dad's telling them about basically it's the same advice, but keep your kid, keep yeah. your kid. <laughs> yep. But you, you can't be a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a couple of minutes to play with? Yeah, a couple. Okay. Um, saw this story. This is interesting. Uh, this is actually... I have the city beat written at the top of the uh, oh, of the page. Okay, well, Do, uh, but it's normally if I have a few different city stories, I've this only would be got a disservice, right? Uh, I've only got the one city story, but we could play it. Yeah, so maybe Marissa. Just don't don't beat as hard. Marissa might have a, a city story where she's gone. Scooby, wow, wow! <laughs> it's time for the city beat. 
Uh, thought this was interesting. Uh, Pearl Properties bought the Embassy Suites Hotel on, yeah. on the, the Parkway in yeah. 2018. Yeah. Uh, they had planned for upgrades, and I actually stayed there... Was it two years ago, three years ago, uh, when Carter was going to be a part of the Thanksgiving Day parade, oh, yeah. the celebrations, the six ABC, you know, big choreographed dance part. He was he was in that, so we stayed at that hotel. It's that round. It's iconic. It's that rounded. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cylinder yeah, shape, exactly. And so uh, it was great. I enjoyed staying there. It was it was wonderful. But they have they're anticipating the business travel will take a while to come back. And so the company has decided to invest in a pivot, and they are converting that hotel into apartments. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so here's what, and I was reading the article, Preston, in the uh, the Inquirer about about the um, the whole idea behind it. You have all these places with balconies, yeah. which makes it absolutely at a premium, especially where you are in location. On the, uh, so much, so much happens outside that those windows. Yeah, oh, well, down the, the main track. Yes, yeah. and they have a beautiful view. Like the the suites in that building yeah. um, is a beautiful view of the parkway. The rooms are kind of like wedges. Like they, uh, yes. they are narrow at the entrance and then they widen as they get to the uh, because the, the building itself is round. Yeah, and I think I think the uh if I recall Nick, well no, maybe it doesn't work. I thought the elevators are like in the central they are. uh like the essentially a, a cylinder within a cylinder in the middle there and that's yeah. why they have that kind of wedge shape yeah. uh, for those units. But yeah, they're going to change that into an apartment complex. I bet you they I, I mean, well listen, we'll see how everything bounces back, but I bet you those will go. Now obviously they're they're not going to be the size of just the rooms. They're probably going to expand. You'll have like, you know, they're going to have to put in you know, functional kitchens and things of that yeah, nature. Yeah. So you're, you're not going to have the full thing. But I mean, with the balconies and all that accessibility, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like to Kathy's point, there's not an event that goes on in the city that is not usually somewhere right outside those windows. Right. What about parking, though? Uh, well, you just don't park. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah, that's an issue any, yeah. anywhere you live in the city. Well, they had, last time I was there, the, the, the valet parking, so I assumed they had a garage there. I don't know. It's if, around I the corner. Thought, is it around is the corner? It, yeah, yeah. It's the same one that the Four Seasons used to use, Correct. isn't yeah, it? Correct, yeah. It's behind the Four Seasons, which is now the Logan. So it's, um, it's uh, Kathy, if you look at this screen over here, it's like in this general area. Yeah. Um, but the, the Four Seasons, which, tra- I mean, now the Four Seasons is on top of the Comcast building. The old Four Seasons, which is the Logan, has that rooftop bar as well, and that's a lot of fun to visit. Um, that's a cool place. Okay, um, so yeah, they they're hoping, Steve, like you said, that the balconies are going to be the draw. Yeah, uh, for people uh, when they bought the com- when the company bought it in, uh, let's see, uh, it was a two hundred eighty eight suite property for sixty seven million. They bought it for, mm. uh, and the Embassy Suites by Hilton became the company's second. Hotel joining the Cambria on South Broad. They mainly, uh, in their portfolio, uh, Pearl Properties um, consist of apartments and mixed-use buildings. So they they just dabble in hotel, and they're going to switch this over to what they know. Sure, I guess, which would be yeah. kind of interesting. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a little. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bittersweet about it because I stayed there one time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Well, just but... get a condo there. Yeah, I should. I could just get a condo there. We had uh, my cousin was in town recently, and she stayed right across the street from there at the Logan. That's a great hotel. Is, Logan's yeah. a great hotel. I stay. I I, t- I told Michelle we stayed there one time, and she doesn't remember it. it was the Did Four you stay when it was then. the Four Seasons? No, it was the Logan. I'm pretty certain. Did you bring your pets with you? Because if you did, then it was the Logan. And I remember specifically because I was paying for it with our credit card, and I was using a Marriott credit card. Right. And they were like, "Ooh, we don't like that." They were just kind of joking. Yeah, yeah. When they said that to me. I'm like, well. Tough cookies. The money works, yeah. so take it. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but, 
Yep, so there you go. If you're going to be looking for a city property, uh, you may just uh, be moving into the embassy suites. I don't know what they'll call it. So. Wow, wow. The city beat. Will they only be renting the apartments, or can people actually buy the apartments? Uh, I, Marissa is shaking her head, so let's go to her. Go to our city it's uh, apartments means rentals. Okay, okay, oh, just rentals. Condos if you bought them. Uh, uh, her, Marissa, that, her. That's the only city beat story I have, and I feel kind of oh. cheated because we're playing the the city beat theme, and we never really do it that much anymore. You got any city stories oh, you want to share? Oh, my Anything? Goodness. I'm um, sorry to put you on the spot, but you were gone, so I wanted to mention that to you before I, we I, wrap up. I feel like I don't have anything that you guys would care about. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more. Right. At least she's honest. You can't hear, but Nick Murphy's next to me laughing very loud. <laughs> okay. Nick, you got anything? Nick's our other city beat guy. He yeah. He most definitely is. I saw a really cool thing on the website. It was these great activities to do in the city. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, one was check out the Liberty Bell. We were, we were just discussing, so Kathy had her activities list, yeah. and uh, I'm not going to name names, but we saw a couple other uh, activities lists that had pop up from media, uh, and and they were it was mainly just tourist attraction stuff. Yeah. And so Nick jokingly said, "Have you thought about the Liberty Bell?" <laughs> oh no, come on, you we'll, could go we'll work into it yeah. deep into China and ask someone in a small village. What would you do when you got to Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be that They'd list. They'd have their Liberty Bell, list. Rocky Steps. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't have any other city beat thing. Well, then just to pluck it. Willy nilly. Whatever's floating your boat. Willy nilly. We do have some. Do we have, we have audio? Do we have any audio? Do we have audio? I think we might have audio. audio. We, we might have audio. audio. Let me I'm see Willy, we... and this is the nilly. nilly. And we're country fans. Mm-hmm. All right. Wait a second. Let me see. Uh, I sent some stuff over. Trading I don't places, know. Places, Huey Lewis, uh, Good Morning It. I'm just looking at this. Wait, wait, wait. Cloris Leachman. Uh, Acapella group. Yeah, let's do that one. It's a. Uh, oh, this is actually pretty cool. The My Tree Acapella group does uh, window alerts. So they, yes. So the window, you know, if your Windows computer, the alerts that you're used oh. to hearing, this acapella group <laughs> has really? replicated them. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> Now, I, haven't, I don't know Windows any longer. I haven't had a Windows yeah. computer in a long time. I think time. that's when you boot up. Here's yeah. another one. Hmm. Huh. Don't know that one. Here's Enjoy a, it, though. Here's another one. That might be. One time, I forgot who it was. It was um, one of the late night guys. It might have been Jimmy Fallon had Sting on, and he had Sting do when, when iPhones... Uh, Everybody was kind of using the same ringtone. Yeah. yeah. It's the um, uh, the marimba one. Yeah. Uh, and he had him sing it. Right. And it was excellent. It was it was like spot on. It wasn't as close as this with harmonies and everything, but it was pretty cool. So there's another thing, a clip. And I actually. Here, there's a couple more. I'm right, not done right. with these yet. Here we go. <laughs> that's <laughs> that when there's. Like Nick. Yeah. <laughs> that's when what? I think that's when you throw put something in the trash. Okay. Yeah. Here's another one. Just a couple more. <laughs> wow. I like that. Yeah, that, I remember that one. Hang on. That's when you click on something and it's like an error. Okay. And and <laughs> that'd be hard to try it again. Pull that off. You, oh, should we try it? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, let's try it again here. Okay, ready? Right, you, yep. One, two, three. <laughs> Wait, I'll, I'll get a little reward about it. Ready? One, two, three. That's <laughs> no, a little too much. A duh. A duh. <laughs> Uh, that was the HBO, right? Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's. You know what? I actually want to do. I want to play a game 
where I take uh, signature sounds, sounds, signature, yeah. I, I guess, stings, you would call them. I don't know what. Uh, and see if people can identify the product, especially now with uh, streaming services. Yes. There's a lot of them. There's a ton of them. Have yeah. those. So uh, here's, another, here's another. Here's <laughs> another. Oh, that no way! Stupid. That's trash. That's the yeah, trash. That's, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. And you throw something in the trash. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> that's when you make a mistake. That's really what it should be. Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> All right. All right, and there's one more. Here we go. Play the one before. That's that when you power down. I think. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. That one I remember. The one before was reverse queef. Uh, wow. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we need to pay, play bass backwards sometimes. Too. We do. We haven't yeah. done that in a while, and Casey and I, I are going to have to record. I like the alert game. We should play that. Mm. There was another audio clip that just got in my craw. I don't know if you want if you want yeah, to go to yeah, it. Yeah, sure. It just seems right, willy nilly. It's Ryan Seacrest okay. talking about the worst date he ever had. And and uh, let me just play it, and, and you give me your take on this. I think it's from two days ago. Okay, yeah, so okay. yeah but I was it. I wanted to look for something first. Uh, HBO movie The intro. Shroud of Turin? No, that was not it. Okay, so hang on a second. Uh, the Ryan Seacrest thing? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, here it is. All right, here we go. Worst day he's ever had? Yeah, and tell me what you think of his... All right, I'm just going to leave it. You, That's you it. Live. Worst date ever in his life. That's what he's saying. All right. Tell me about your worst dating story. Oh, worst dating, dating. story. Okay, yeah. here we go. I'll start. I'm sure I've been the worst date from people, but strange. This was years ago, out to dinner, and at the end of dinner, we ordered cheesecake. And I just remember this individual eating the cheesecake without a utensil in a restaurant with a white tablecloth, taking her hands and eating it with her hands and not acknowledging that that was different or strange. And that has never left my mind. That's his worst date? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're that's Ryan Seacrest, so I guess. Yeah, right? I <laughs> guess that's the only bad thing that happens. <laughs> That's really not that bad. It's slightly uncomfortable for a few moments. Uh, right. You know, that's not like a terrible date. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, the building caught on fire right, yeah. or, uh, you know, the person was a jerk or... or you fell down an elevator shaft. Or, or they, they, they left or, or whatever it may be. I have only ever gone out on two dates. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Like to girls that you were courting? Mm-hmm. And did uh, you end up... Uh, my married one. Right. And then the other one... Um, you divorced. Well, we did not, no. But uh, the other one, you know, w- w- this girl and I, we had hit it off. Um, it was crazy. We, we hit it off at a you know bar one night, and we were having a great time. And, and I went home going, man, I really, I think, I think we really hit it off. And then sure enough, I got a call the other day saying, hey, um, you know, so-and-so thought you guys really hit it off, and she'd like to go out with you. And then so we went out on a date, and, and that was the only date we had ever gone out did on. Did you ask her out? I did. Okay. Yeah. So... Those are the only two, like, actual dates that I ever hey, went on. Like, I know, know a great park bench we could smoke. <laughs> All right. I didn't know about the bench at that point. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. first date. Yeah. Hang on. So yeah. everything else was just hookups no. or hangouts <laughs> or paid sex? No. Like, so I only consider it, like, a date. That's a date. I only consider it a date if you guys have not established uh, a, that you're in a relationship yet. Like, so... My ex-girlfriend, for instance, we were already, like, going out before we had actually gone on a date. Wait a second, though. You you don't have to be in a relationship to go out on a date. Exactly. That's what I mean. You mean first date? Yeah. Okay, so you've only had two first dates. Yeah. Okay, so because first date, you're not in a relationship yet. Right. Right. All right, so that's what you mean. Yeah, so the girl that I was dating before my wife, we went to college together. Yeah. And, you know, we had 
hooked up at, on campus and and had been dating yeah. for a, a couple of months before we actually went out on an actual date where we sat down and had dinner and that is the vaguest most uh, that that I mean in that when you're in that territory what are we now are we are we boyfriend girlfriend are we are yeah. we dating are yeah. we and then, then the next level is who's going to say I love you if you reach that point? Oh, yeah. Do I? And that's is that worth one. is that worth putting out now? Or you know, and those right. those things. That's the that's the game. Yeah. So with my wife, we had gone out on a few dates at this point, and we're I think having a really nice time together, and sort of you know established that we liked each other enough to make it exclusive. Yeah. And I I did actually kind of in a jokingly and joking manner. You know, asked her to go steady, but that at that point, that was like, okay, well, we're dating each other now. Right, and right. I was younger, uh, going out on dates and asking women out on dates was terrifying. terrifying. And, oh, and yeah. made me really, really nervous. And then uh, post-divorce, pre-girlfriend, going out on dates was a lot of fun. I, I, I loved it. And it was just, it, it, even if it didn't work out, it was You're just a lot a more confident. Yeah, well, yeah. but it was also just a chance to get to, like, Steve, you and I have talked about this many times, but, like, it just was conversations with people. And That's whether all. or not you hit it off... Um, you don't put the pressure. Not. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and so there'll be second and third dates occasionally, but like it just it was fun to get to know people. Do you recommend a trial divorce so we could have the fun <laughs> yeah, of yeah. going out there and, and trying out dating Give again and seeing how much fun it actually can be? Tell you what, uh, sell the house, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. go through some uh, real financial <laughs> problems for five or six years. Uh, and then, get an uh, audit. Get, yes, get an audit. Dating's a ball after that. <laughs> then, man, is it fun. Uh, no, I, I really enjoyed dating uh, uh, in, um, in adult life, you know, later I did. Life. I did as well. Uh, yes. Yeah. When I did that, person, I... I, I, I was able to side by side do that thing, and I fa- and that's when Claire came into my life. And I, I could absolutely see that being the case as an adult dating not being as much of well. There's still a little song and dance. There's yeah. still a little game to be played, but not nearly to the level of teenage years, early twenties. Those still exploring days, you know, and trying to figure yeah. out if this person's going to be somebody you want to spend time with. Um, but it hopefully as adults, you're a little more rational. You've 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 seen things, you've learned things, you know. So there's yeah. still pressure involved. Like, and if you like somebody, you're like, oh my, you know, the the heart rate starts going. But that part of it is exciting too, you know. So like, once you start getting into it, I, I, for me anyway, it was a it was a fun experience. Hmm. Interesting. So two first dates. For Casey. Okay. Uh, now I'm thinking about. There's maybe one that was a date, but I just never really knew if it was a date or not. Did it involve Benadryl? <laughs> no, it involved. It, but it didn't involve dinner and a movie. Huh. Um. But there was college. Who, who asked who out? Um, that, that's a good question. I'm pretty sure I asked her, her out. Dad asked. It, it was it was a girl that I went to college with. That it was in the summer, and she actually lived in New Jersey. Huh. And she drove over. And I think this counts. I okay, think this, I think this is a date. That's okay. a date. That's a date. It's, I should call yes. her and ask her. Hey, was that a date? <laughs> yeah. or Did we just go to the movies one time? <laughs> I'll go get Sister Ellen and find out. <laughs> uh, well, interesting. I don't even know how we got on this conversation. Uh, we were talking to Bill oh, Clement. No, <laughs> Ryan Seacrest had a terrible oh, dating oh, story. Oh, yeah, we were talking to Bill Clement, though. No, that's that. not a terrible dating story. That's just, um, yeah, that's yeah just... I mean, I'm sure he didn't go out with her again, yeah. but uh, no, that's just somebody who you, one of those little things you find out about someone who is not going to be someone you're interested in dating if yeah. they're eating with their hands. Yeah, and you know? I think he's, he's, had a, he's had a good life. We, yeah. we like Ryan Seacrest, yeah. but it's no, just but cheesecake, man. It was chicken wings he probably wouldn't have a beef about it <laughs> exactly because no chicken and beef that's right <laughs> all right anyhow uh so we need to take a break you know why we got money to give away Woo! but before we give money away we give away turkey bacon because uh, the friends at god's turkey bacon 
brought by some goodies for us this morning, and they brought by plenty of things to give to you. I have a six-pack of coupons, good for six full-size packages of Godshall's Turkey Bacon. You can find Godshall's Turkey Bacon at Acme, Redner's, Sam's Club, or you can ask your local grocer, and we'll take call number 12 and give that to you at 215-263-WMMR. So the Bizarre File is coming up as well as a chance to win that money with no sad bill. We'll be right back. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop. Like t-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops. With designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, all with the MMR attitude you expect. Plus a few things to keep your pie hole happy, like coffee mugs and masks. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. 93.3 WMMR presents No All right, and the word you need to enter is safe. S-A-F-E. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do that uh, via the text and our special contest short code number, which is 45911, or to also be entered for a $10,000 grand prize. Enter it through the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in this company-wide contest. That person gets called from our company, Beasley. Make sure you answer the phone and contest rules are available at WMMR.com. It's brought to you by Stakem. Again, the word is safe. S-A-F-E. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Final. b this morning brought to you by God Shoals. All the bacon taste, 80% less fat. You can make the switch to God Shoals real wood-smoked turkey bacon. And check out the new Make the Switch campaign with Brian Westbrook. And that is at Godshawls. Dot com. Well, just about everyone has dealt with a restaurant getting their order wrong at some point. Fortunately, most people don't do what an Albuquerque man did at a McDonald's drive through He pulled a gun on a worker. The niceties exchanged in the McDonald's drive through did not last long. Surveillance video shows 25-year-old Esteban Gonzalez pull up and tell an employee first that his burger didn't have cheese on it. Man, so he pulls out a gun. Normally a quick solution to an easy fix, but Gonzalez, something still wasn't right to him. About 10 minutes later, he cut off other cars to get back to the window. The employees called the cops. The Albuquerque Police Department's helicopter was hovering over the McDonald's within minutes, recording Gonzalez still at the window and encircling the restaurant. Yeah, he had a gun. He pulled a gun on him. I want to fight you. Uh, When officers arrived, Gonzalez had taken off, likely unaware of the helicopter following up above uh, Gonzalez tried to hide out in a nearby neighborhood, but officers pulled up within a minute. He surrendered peacefully. The employee came to the scene to identify Gonzalez for officers. He has no criminal record. Well, he got the cheese. Did he get the cheese on his burger? I don't know. I did figure that would make him feel good. Uh, now he's charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah. He's out of jail while he awaits for trial. A Harrisburg attorney, this is a really interesting uh, story, said Thursday that a state appeals court had just given him the next clue toward hopefully solving the mystery of whether the FBI dug up a cache of lost Civil War gold worth about $400 million from a remote Pennsylvania forest nearly three years ago. Um, Now, why wouldn't they tell people they found that? (laughs) That clue, William J. Cluck said, is the name of the federal magistrate judge 
who ordered all records of the March 2018 excavation in the dense run area of Elk County to be sealed from public view. Mm-hmm. Cluck said that he can use that information secured through his latest right to know law appeal to petition that U.S. the uh, U.S. judge to unseal the records in the case. Is he a humiliation cluck? Uh, I don't know what his, what kind of cluck he's into, but he said, I got what I wanted, according to Cluck. Cluck is pursuing, the, on behalf of his clients, a group called Finders Keepers, LLC, a treasure hunting company. Uh-huh. He said, pointed the feds to the site the excavators hit. Federal authorities are refusing to tell Finders Keepers or anyone else what, if anything, uh, they found. If gold was indeed at the bottom of that hole, then his client should be entitled to a cut, Cluck contends. Cluck's right. Uh, the mystery at the center of this all dates to the time of the Battle of Gettysburg in July 1863. According to legend, the Union Army shipped a consignment of gold, 26 to 52 bars weighing 50 pounds each. That's amazing. From Wheeling, West Virginia to Philadelphia, the gold never reached its destination, was lost or stolen. So the legend goes. And the story has fascinated treasure hunters for 157 years. He learned about it from Jebediah Cluck. Uh, Cluck and his clients are deeply skeptical skeptical about the FBI's claim that they found nothing during Dent's Run Dig. Uh, Cluck said the fact that the FBI Art Crimes Division was involved in the probe and the veil of secrecy the feds tossed over the matter just adds to their suspicions. Uh-huh. He said the feds sealed the documents in the case under a claim that it is going uh, that is an ongoing criminal investigation. Cluck has said his clients were told by the feds that a ground penetrating survey commissioned by the FBI before the dig began indicating something big, maybe even gold, was buried in the dense run area. Yeah. Interesting story. Very much. Mm -hmm. Police say a man was arrested after he allegedly threatened a person with a hatchet after his girlfriend cut in front of a car in an In-N-Out burger drive-thru. Another cheese situation? No, this one's a little different. A man was uh, sitting at an In-N-Out drive-thru when a woman driving silver BMW cut in front of him. At an In-N-Out burger. The man then flashed his headlights to get the woman's attention, but she ignored him. Shortly after, another man got out of a truck nearby and broke the window of the victim's car and threatened him with a hatchet. I think we're going to have to kill you. After breaking the window, the suspect identified as Damien Lee Hallett, pointed to the victim with his hand, bleeding, and told the victim, it'll be your blood next, (laughs) and left the area. Wow! Man, fast food gets people wound up, doesn't it? A witness of the crime was able to provide police with the license plate of the truck and were able to locate the unoccupied truck parked nearby. Officers located a bloody hatchet inside of the truck. And also observed blood on the outside of the driver's Where's my crude action figure? Uh, police interviewed Hallett a few days after the incident, in which he told police his girlfriend called him that night to tell him that people were yelling at her in the drive-thru. Uh, you know, they have you in the drive-thru. Hallett also said, uh, told police that he gave the keys to his truck to a man named Bob so that he could take his girlfriend. <laughs> What's your name? Bob, take uh, my keys. Take her home. Bob! Uh, Hallett was unable to provide Bob's last name or contact information, and Hallett has been charged with two counts of assault. He had just come from trying to cook his face on the stove, President. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and then we'll do one last story. A driver went uh, supermarket shopping in a second-hand ambulance with the emergency lights flashing. We had a story like this the other day. Exactly. These things come in waves. The ambulance was reportedly carrying a family when it arrived at the Asda store. This is in the U.K. The ambulance? Uh, Officers uh, tweeted that the group then promptly went inside to do their shopping. (laughs) 
uh, and they left the lights on, the, 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 the emergency lights. The ambulance was seized. The man was later charged with a range of driving offenses. We're having a shopping emergency. The 32-year-old is due before magistrates uh, charged with driving while disqualified, without a license, without insurance, and using a vehicle with unauthorized blue lights on it. And there you go. <laughs> That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, I would like to reiterate the fact that we have a word for you to enter to win $500, and you got about mm, seven minutes or so left to get it mm. to us. The word is SAFE, S-A-F-E, where you might put your $500 when you're done. Uh, so text it to 45911 or enter it on the MMR. Enter it on the MMR app or at WMMR.com. SAFE is the word. And while we have that going on, I also want to mention that we have a new Daily Rush video. Uh, this one's called The Preston and Steve Shanties. And the description says, oh, well, bang, your mama will kill your dad. <laughs> Watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com. It is sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. We're going to take a break. Coming back, lesson questions. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friday morning, order the week prize. We'll give that away in a little while. Uh, we have something else to do now. Oh, yeah, Nick, you said you're going to. Huh? You got printer email problems, so I had to email them. Uh, yeah, which, by the way, you know what? I'll bring this up now. <laughs> so we had, uh, said we're having a, a printer issue, and I, I rely on the printer uh, to get work done, and we've had it trouble for a few days now with it and i had asked marissa to put in a work order which is the right. proper protocol when you need to get a piece of equipment fixed Makes sense. so i came in this morning still having trouble with it so i wrote a note on it i taped a note on it that said this printer is a piece of s yeah love preston <laughs> and somebody at some point this morning came and put a note on my note that says put in a work order yeah so Marissa, God bless her, took all the work orders that she already put in and taped them to that note. <laughs> we've, saying, done, we've already done that. Yeah. And I wouldn't just put a bitchy note up on something if I didn't already look into getting it worked on. Yeah. Who put the note on your note? I don't know. We don't know. And Connor said it was before he got here this morning because when he got in, it was already on there. So I don't well, know. It, it may not have been in, a, in an antagonistic way that he might have actually been trying to help. Maybe. Yeah. But they know I signed it. So it yeah. wasn't like mystery person. They could have just, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. sent me an email or something. Yeah. Hey, by the way, they'll get that fixed. If, yeah, right? Yeah. Take that to dinner for you after me. But I wonder if, um, <laughs> if that note was left, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, well, well and then the, the bottom of the line of it. No, the bottom. <laughs> there's a line at the bottom that says, by the way, this is a piece of ass. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. They concur. But, no, I did, we did. We put in a work order. So yeah. I was a little frustrated, and that's why they put a note on it. So it was, you know, need to get my work done. We need, uh, there's stuff to do. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> we should what? get our own printer. Yeah. We have it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a giant. Was um, it purchased what, did, was it purchased for us? Or because I think we just simply need to purchase our own. It was Remember purchased. We, it was made. It was specifically for me to use in our office. You know what that uh-huh. is now? It's a paperweight now. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's useless. <laughs> and I, I, I put in work orders to get it fixed several times and it never got fixed. <laughs> All right. I don't know what to do. Remember when we didn't have any coffee, I went and bought a, I, I bought our own coffee machine. Yeah, like a bun, yeah. like real deal. A real deal. Um, we had coffee then. Industrial grade. Right. Yeah. Can we convert machine. that into a printer? I think we might yeah. be able to do that. 
But let's try shoving yeah, paper in yeah, and yeah. see what happens. See what comes out. I so, know these are first world problems, but <laughs> Kathy and I have been having computer issues for like months now, and it's, our pets' it's, heads no, are falling it's, off. It's frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to do our job well, and sometimes well, you thing. need the tools. It's trying to get your business done. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's all the business of business. It's true, man. Now the Dunkachino machine. That would be a first world bitching problem. Yeah, and, and Steve fixed. We it got for Steve. Well, listen, I, I have to say we are we are the team. It's actually it's it's team Cowper and me. So it's uh, it's it's a Cowper Morrison production. We are the maintenance <laughs> crew on the Dunkachino machine. A Cowper Morrison production. Oh yeah, yeah. The absolutely. Morrison part. Uh, that's the Dunkachino part. The Axe body spray that sprays out the side. <laughs> that's the Cowper part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he knows he's actually we are the strike team. If you have an issue, yeah, I gotta give Cowper his props. He's on that. You'll fix it. I'll fix that. <laughs> levels are levels are critical. Time to replace the Dunkachino. Six seconds or faster. <laughs> Time me. Yeah. Superb. Um, yeah. Um wait a minute, what was I gonna say? I don't know. You're uh, upset about the printer. Yeah. Put in a work order. That's my suggestion. All right, we're going to do... Oh, I need... No, I need my laptop. Yeah, my laptop keeps shutting down. And our pets' our heads, heads are, are falling off. Our pets' heads are falling off! All right, so Nick emailed me the lesson question. So let me go through these now. This and is old school. We are going to give away a $50 Metro Diner gift card for the correct answer. And uh, let me see. Okay. Uh, well, there's a couple of them. There's, a, there's, there's two of these things that... Uh, uh, there's two answers to this. Okay. So, finish the following Gene Simmons pro chicken uh, chant. Hey, hey, ho, ho, that. Or, we're here, we're chickens. <laughs> okay. You, you can finish this. All right. All right. Those are the two Gene Simmons Hey, hey, chicken. ho, ho, or we're here, we're chickens. What, what do you finish those with? 215-263-WMMR. Either one will work. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Gwynedd Mercy University. <coughs> Bubble throat. Oh, it's a good to learn. <laughs> Their graduate programs <laughs> have proven... Professors who can help propel you to the next level. You can visit them at gmercyu.edu. What's up, Steve? Well, Larry King's widow, Sean King, clarifying that the broadcasting legend did not die of COVID over the weekend. He actually passed from sepsis. Sean says one bright spot is before Larry passed, he was able to make peace with his estranged brother, fighting promoter Don King. (laughs) Michael Strahan revealing he has been off GMA for a few days after he tested positive for COVID as well. Strahan says he decided to get the test after losing his sense of smell and his lisp. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, during an interview with Access Hollywood actress Golda Rochevelle, who plays Queen Charlotte on Bridgerton, complained... Uh, that uh, her uh, wardrobe makes going to the bathroom a nightmare, says Rochevelle, quote, it's rare that I finish a day's shoot without my petticoat weighted down by a full steaming load. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's your only All right, to the phones we go. Let's see if we can uh, find out if someone knows the, uh, can finish this. The following Gene Simmons pro chicken chant, which was hey, hey, ho, ho. It looks like we have an answer to that one. And I will go to Caleb for the answer. Hey, Caleb, good morning. Hey, good morning, it. Uh, good morning, it. All right, so finish this. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Cluck, cluck. Yes, yeah. cluck, cluck. <laughs> Hang on a second, Caleb. We will get your information, and we are going to set you up with a $50 Metro Diner gift card, welcoming 2021 with a Waffle Evolution. Metro Diner launched 
three stuffing waffles piled high with comforting toppings like sausage gravy and chicken tenders stacked chicken. on a waffle pressed from savory stuffing. Visit MetroDiner.com to view their menu today. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Nubbits. Nubbits. All right, Papa Roach and Jerish Johnson have released the reloaded version of Papa Roach's 2000 single, Last Resort. The collaboration came about when Jerish uh, covered the track on TikTok. Uh, Papa Roach will release the newest, uh, the new Greatest Hits compilation they have coming out titled Greatest Hits Volume 2, The Better Noise Years, 2010 to 2020. Uh, so I don't know when they will release it, but no. they will release it, they said. I'm watching this video of them on uh, on Instagram, and um, Jacoby looks really good. Yeah. He looks, like, uh, healthy and... Um, well, I think he cleaned himself up. Yeah. 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 So good on him. Yeah. Uh, the, you done good. <laughs> the deluxe edition of The Killers' latest album, Imploding the Mirage, is available now. Uh, came out uh, today, actually, I believe. Uh, the collection features a new track, C'est la Vie, as well as live versions of Blowback and Caution. Imploding the Mirage is the first Killers album to be written and recorded since leaving their home of Las, uh, Las Vegas. and includes a variety of guest artists, including Lindsey Buckingham, Katie Lang, uh, y- I don't know who that is. Uh, Adam uh, Grundicelli from War on Drugs, and Blake Mills and Lucius. Smashing Pumpkins Machina 2 rework is finally finished, and the process of being mastered, uh, according to Billy Corgan. He told Radio.com the project reconstituted, though, that the project reconstituted comes in at about 50-plus tracks, with the entire album containing somewhere in the 80-track range. Wow. Uh, Corgan said Machina 2 was written to be kind of like a musical, but because it was never finished, it was like shooting a movie that wasn't fully edited. Like Grease? Maybe just like Grease. <laughs> Machina, the Machines of God, was the Smashing Pumpkins' fifth album, which was released February 2000. In September of that year, the band released Machina 2, The Friends and Enemies of Modern Music, online only. According right. to Corgan, the project was... Not what they had intended it to be, but rather what their label Virgin Records insisted on. A mere 25 physical copies were made of Machina 2 at the time of its initial 80 release. songs? Yeah. That's massive. It's, yeah. Uh, Corgan said... My Mach- favorite song is Cut 64. Right. <laughs> Corgan said Machina 1 was like one edit of the footage, and Machina 2 was some of the leftover footage, but there was even more stuff left over, so... This is my attempt, 20 years later, to kind of finish the movie. And in the process of trying to finish the movie, realizing the movie can never be finished. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Finally, Pearl Jam will live stream its August 10th, 2018 hometown concert from Seattle's Safeco Field. As part of its latest pay-per-view streaming event via Nugs.net. I'm into Nuggets. Yo. (laughs) I'm into Nubbits. Yeah. I'm into GratefulWeb.com posted the band decided to run the shows between February 10th and 16th due to fan request following the late August screening of uh, night one of the band's Seattle gigs. The two home shows raised over $11 million to combat homelessness. Wow, that's huge. According to the announcement, the streamer, the stream, will feature the 37-song set mixed in stereo and 5.1 digital surround sound by Pearl Jam producer Josh Evans. This never-before-seen full-color footage was captured using multiple HD cameras. 
by touring video director Blue Leach and edited by uh, Pearl Jam archivist uh, Kevin Schuss. Uh, is this? Uh, do they have any other live experiences like this? Yeah, they did the Philly one um, from Mars right. birthday uh, in uh, what was it, twenty sixteen? Right, April 29th, two thousand sixteen. That one was really cool, and the. the it's neat to see the camera footage that they can get because it's just it's high def and yeah. you don't. It, I was at that show. You don't even notice the cameras, um, but so it's you know it's a cool way to kind of relive some uh, some live music in a time when we're not getting a lot of actual live music. All right, so they're going to release that, and it, um, it says they're going to run the shows between February twelfth and sixteenth. All right, and there you go. Good. That's what I have. Good stuff. In music news. Thank you. And then uh, two of these giveaway cases. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, last bit of uh, turkey bacon that we have. Uh, six packs of coupons go for six full packages of God Shoals turkey bacon. So we'll take uh, callers eight and nine at 215263 WMMR. Make sure you check out Make the Switch campaign. Uh, with Brian Westbrook, and get the recipe for his halftime meatball bites and gotchels. We've had them here. They're damn good. Yeah, gotchels.com uh, for the recipe. We're going to take a break. Be back in a second. Get ready to wrap it up with our Word of the Week prize, hopefully going to you, my friend. We'll be back in a moment. MMR Rock Shop Flash Sale Alert. Preston said it. Good morning. Now you can own it. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it. Good morning, it. Just hanging out. Good morning, it. That is the official Preston and Steve. Good morning, it. Coffee mug. Limited time item. Get it through this Wednesday only. Also just added. New Brent Porsche logo hats and shirts and the return of the Pierre beard face mask while supplies last. Plus all your MMR logoed favorites on sale now. So easy and just a click away in the rock shop at WMMR.com. All the merch that rocks. Cold, ladies and gentlemen. Windy today, 28 degrees, and it's going to feel like single digits because the wind is whipping up pretty mightily. Uh, sunshine tomorrow, 33, and then we got rain Sunday into Monday. Has anybody seen any yeah. word about uh, accumulation or expected uh, totals? It's, so it could be a wintry mix. It could be, uh, so, but I mean, it, we the snow could be on and off from Sunday evening through Monday into midday Tuesday. But as far as I can't answer your question about accumulation, it seems to be more on the wait and see okay. temperature wise. But it's right. going to be over a stretch of time. But that yeah. stuff that's hitting California or has been hitting California, yeah. work, that's that storm that's working our way its way here. And I think Tahoe got something like four feet of snow. I believe it. Um, I saw, uh, I just saw right now that the, um, a whole bunch of sequoias came down in uh, Yosemite in one of the most iconic groves because the storm was so severe in, um, in the Sierra Nevada. I was in the Sierras one time with my, my dad and my uncle, and uh, I remember my uncle, it was it was wintertime, uh, and we, or it was, no, it might have been, actually it might have been spring or something like that, but nonetheless, they get snow there all the time, and he was telling me the totals that they get up there, yeah. Yeah. I thought he was lying. It's insane. I thought he was lying, you know, he's like, yeah, 100 inches, blah, 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 this and that, I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I call cap on that. That right? doesn't do anywhere, right? Right. You call cap on that? Call cap on that. I don't know what that means. Just uh, you know, it's just slang. What kids are saying, it's BS. Okay. Yeah. All right. Clapping cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> Clapping cheeks. Booty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dog water. Dog water. Mm-hmm. Um, and call cap. Tippy on canoe that. and Tyler too. <laughs> Hi Pierre. Zippy. Yeah. Zippy. <laughs> Zippy to you. Zippy the chimp. Mm. Zippy. Zippy the bike shop, which is where we got Preston's uh, birthday present. Welcome to Free From the Theater. <laughs> <laughs> Until you get to the fork in the road. Yeah. Go to Slauson, cut off and cut get off out, your Slauson. 
Now, I don't know what language you guys are talking about. Johnny, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. Tea time okay. movie. Tea time movie. I don't know what that you go, is. You take this to the slouse and cut off. Get out and cut off your slouse. And... <laughs> you were watching the weather in California yesterday because oh, uh, yeah. of your family out there. And, and so, uh, Am I right? It's like four feet of snow in uh, Utah? Four to five feet of wow. snow. Um, uh, the Weather Channel is a fascinating channel to tune into uh, because they they so love the weather, those people. <laughs> But they're such geeks. Um, but they, but they just they they are so into the weather. They're passionate. They're very passionate. They and take I, fog and turn it into a, a disaster. They do. Yeah. Um, but that guy Jim Cantori, this um, this uh, he's very animated. Yeah. And he went running into a snowbank. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'm going to show you guys. He's like a he's like a sports jock. Kind yeah, of yeah. A guy, and uh, they, they one. Years ago, they had him going camping with this other weather guy, and the guy was a big queen, and <laughs> and it was just like he he wanted nothing to do with camping, and so he brought this like this house, this inflatable, beautiful house camping thing, and Jim Gandori, what's that? And he goes, that's the way I'm going to spend the weekend. <laughs> and uh, it, uh, I totally admired that guy, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, is, this but, is this on Weather Channel? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so anyway, yes, I, saw, I, I had it on in the studio yesterday, and he was running through banks of snow going, look at this, guys, look at this! Uh-huh. You know, and he's about, oh, he's only about 5'8", and he was halfway to his, half, half of his body was Covered yeah, it's snow. a lot of snow. I've seen them freaking out over thunder snow. Yes, uh, yeah. and just going, oh, ah, you know, I'm just yeah. really losing it over yeah. that. But that's their business. That's that's their passion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick, I want to thank Bill Clement for being on the show this morning. Yeah. Recently retired, chilling out in North Carolina. It was great to talk to him. He's a hell of a nice guy. And thank you to God Shoals Turkey Bacon yeah. for supplying uh, some good eats this morning. Uh, we need the letter of the day, my man. Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. A is in architecture. All right, we now have a word with A being the last letter. Let's take call number 9 at 215-263-WMMR and see if we can give you the goods. So if you know the word, call right now and uh, we'll try and get a winner. Um, What's up on the program, man? Well, we'll have workforce blocks of Bush and Genesis and a little fill in there. We got Bon Jovi. Uh, we also have No Sad Dough at noon and 2. Nice. How how brutal does it feel out it's if you get caught in the wind? It's not pleasant. Yeah. I must uh, confess. This that. morning when I got out of the car to come in here, and our parking lot is susceptible to this, but... It sucks. It was one of those where the door blew right back closed that on just me. Happened. So, yeah. just happened. Did it? Now. Yeah. That's right. It stinks! <laughs> cursed loudly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Um, yeah. Any, any outdoor workers, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a tough day today, so... Uh, it's sunny. I mean, it's deceptive yeah. when you look out the window. Of course, our windows, you never know. Yeah, it looks but, like night. Uh, uh, it, it's deceptively calm looking and just like a nice winter day, but it's really, it's the wind. Yeah. I was going to sort out my stamp collection today outside, but I said, no, no, no I think no, I'm not going to no, skip no, it. Not no, smart. it's the day to build a house of cards outside. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> sure is. Yeah. Nice. All right, we'll see if uh, somebody knows the word of the week. It is Alan, who is caller number nine. Hey, Alan. Alan. Yes. Ah, Alan, good morning Alan, to you, sir. Alan. Uh, hey. Alan. Hang on a second. Alan. Hold on. Alan. Alan. Al. Alan. <laughs> All right, Alan, what's the word of the week? Opera. La, 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 la. <laughs> That's correct, sir. Uh, Alan.
Allen. Hank, we are going to set you up, my man. I hope you're a drinking man because from Stateside Vodka, we have a case of award-winning vodka with four custom Stateside Rock glasses. All right, bud? Outstanding. Thank you, guys. Excellent. Hang on the line. We'll get your info. We'll take care of you. Don't forget that Streetside products are available at your local liquor store and now shipping nationwide. So you can send all to all of your friends and family oh. out of town as well. Visit cool. statesidevodka.com for details. And you must be at least 21 uh, to enter and win, which are we hoping that Alan is 21 and so he can win. He sounded like 21. Yeah, yeah it's totally. they, they, it's they, they've changed the law now. You just have to sound like you're <laughs> mm, <laughs> old enough. <laughs> uh, thank you to the fine sponsors of the President's Steve Show, Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, also Duncan, the official coffee of the President's Steve Show, and Fred Beans. Take about it 2020 and hello to great deals. Shop online, fredbeans.com. Next week on our program... Uh, it will be the wrap-up of No Sad Dough. Yeah. So here's a warning. Don't miss your opportunity to win. Pierre's got two chances. Jackson's got two, and Jackie's got one for the rest of the day. And we'll kick it off again on Monday, but that'll be... Are we doing the whole week next week? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so Yeah, the only next time week. we're not next week is, uh, I think, on Wednesday night because there's a Flyers game. Okay. So 8 o'clock on Wednesday is the, the only time next week that we're not doing it. End of No Sad Dough, uh, our buddy David Keckner will be checking in. Oh, uh, he's great. I'm sure we'll have some other guests between now and then to mention. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day and great weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. <laughs> The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, I'm Lori, owner of Return the Page, a small independent bookstore located in the Williamstown Farmer's Market in Williamstown, New Jersey. Return the Page has discounted new books, a trading program for used books, and a small selection of gifts for the reader in your life. If you can't visit in person, check out our website, returnthepage.com, R-E-T-U-R-N-P-H-E-P-A-G-E.com. Hope to see you soon. Next message. Hi, this is Clock Tower Experiences coming to you from St. Louis. We're the executive producers of the 80s Radical Sabbatical, an all-day virtual festival that has provided some much-needed work for over 100 live music and entertainment professionals, including many in the Philadelphia area. We have performances from Brett Michaels, Kenny Loggins, and so much more. Event is January, and everything you need to know can be found at 80sradfab.com. Thank you for your support. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.